Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Gillis, left side it goes to Lance Jones. Now to Braden Smith, driving left baseline. Stopping and pivoting, finding Morton, now to Gillis. Gillis, got face. He will shoot a three. He'll make it. Mason Gillis, his second made triple of the game. Puts it up, no good. Hit the other side of the backboard, but that'll do it. Gamecocks are SEC champions for the eighth time in 11 seasons and the third year in a row. The Gamecocks knock off Alabama here tonight, 72 to 44. The Gamecocks are SEC champions and will be the number one seed in the SEC tournament. Bounce up ahead, throw for the tie, front iron no good. Coons have done it for the first time since 1947. Coons have eight straight league wins. For the first time ever, Washington State has beaten a top 10 team twice in the same season. That is their worst three-point, second worst three-point shooting day of the season as the seconds tick off. It's a top five victory for the Hoosiers. Much needed response from Indiana. 86-69 over the fourth ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's DB. I'm Ravi Lula, and we are live at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. What's going on, man? I'm just trying to make it. Man, how about you? Oh, I don't love my, my audio, but it's okay. You know what? Just a day. Just Shane, a let's try and figure that out. I don't know what's day. happening. No, it's probably me. It's in, Oh, it's in your headset? Yeah. Okay, that's I, all right. I, I mean... There's a 99.4% chance it's a me thing. User error type situation 100%, here. 100%. That's fair. I already know what Shane's going to say. Oh, right. come on, Shane. I, what? What? I do the same thing every it's day. It's the same thing as yesterday. It's yeah. the same thing as yesterday. It's all right. I, I'm very, very upset with myself that I forgot my gift for Shane this morning. You know, it's all right. I, I live close enough where I'm going to. Yeah, you can bop over and come right back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. So I dropped off that wallet yesterday that was found in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Like made, like actually went to the house. Yeah, made the trip. 
And and I'm sure it's awkward, right? Oh yeah. Random brother just knocking on the door at ten fifty in the morning or whatever. In Papillion. Um La Vista. Didn't feel all that appreciated. Mm. Yeah. Where'd you find it? As in the parking lot. Uh, I'm get a studio right there. Figured you might need it. You know, you wanted to go to the count it. It's all there. No. <laughs> I didn't. But it was like, okay. Yeah, a little appreciation would be nice. Yep. Okay. Close the door. Holler at your boy. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Listen. I mean, would no, like, is that a normal? Like, if somebody, f- if somebody found, I we like Googled, right? Let's oh, let's see if we can find this. Yeah, person. I tried to find them on Facebook. Yeah, so we and then it, and then it was just like, well, just I like, had the address. That would be awkward, and I wanted to just put it in the mailbox, mm-hmm. but it was a, it's a cluster. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Right. So I was like, ugh. Might defeat the purpose. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, very. No, nah, just. Let's show a little appreciation here. It's all, it's all good. I don't need a pound of flesh. I just thought it was a very interesting delivery. I would probably be startled up front because people don't normally come to your door unprompted anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not really a thing people do. Well, it sounded like there were a Ravi, there was Ravi type a dog contingency there. Ooh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least a minimum of two. Perhaps okay. three. Yeah. We're rocking the three, so, you know, that's... Parks. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, no, but I... And, listen, and, if, somebody, and a little girl, unfortunately, just got bit up the street. Oh, no. Unlike Q. Yeah. Did you see that story? Mm-mm. That was wild. Uh, it was it was some sort of Mastiff mix, but the mom was kind of like hiding out from the police because she wasn't supposed to have custody. Mm. Or be around her daughter. I don't want to be inaccurate. A little awkward. Makes yeah. Weird. So Humane Society put it down immediately. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. I don't like that. That's not a good way to start the show with a dead dog. Don't love that. <laughs> wow. Not how's the four-year-old that got her head bit? Like, really? <laughs> I mean, we all know where my priorities are. Pets. Wow, right, tough Friday already. Dogs over children. Shane, Shane, I forget. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to run home and get it. So you gotta hang out for a second. Shane. I live, I live close enough. So I mean, we're and I left it in the grocery bag for you. But it's in the fridge. It's not like just in the grocery bag, right? Correct. Okay, that's good because that we might have a problem there. Correct. You don't just want to leave lunch meat out. No, and the only thing I opened the fridge for this morning was bottle water. You know, super weird. I don't. This is not related to anything, but. Just trying to delay my anger for a little bit longer. You, so did you, you woke up mad too? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I think madder than I went to bed. Uh, um, you you got it. So there are some times, and I, I've had to manage this over the years. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. So maybe you just have to get it out of your system. That's, that's fine. We will. <laughs> we will. Wow. You know, I just, I spent the last like 22 hours yes. listening to asinine arguments. Mm-hmm. about Bo Jackson and his greatness, and they all boil down to basically one or two things. Number one is, ah, oh, but we saw it with our own eyes. Great. If the eye test isn't backed up by production, it means diddly. Bo? Or Jackson. Squat? Squat. Like, the eye test is great. It is one part of an equation. If you don't have the rest of the equation, guess what? You don't have an answer. So if you're going just on eye test, and that's all people can throw at me because the numbers are not there, Mm -hmm. then 
you're already wrong if you're talking about Bo Jackson the way we talk about him. That's number one. Number two is I'm supposed to give this guy credit for choosing to be a part-time football player? I'm supposed to give him extra credit. Like, listen, great athlete, really impressive. We're, but we're going to act like Deion Sanders doesn't exist. We're going to act like Kyler Murray wasn't drop, drafted in the top ten of both leagues in the first round. This is not unprecedented. We're going to act like Jackie Robinson wasn't a four-sport athlete at UCLA. We're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. We're going to act like Bob Gibson didn't play professional basketball and professional baseball. We're just going to pretend like none of that existed. Isn't there a difference between – I'm not listening to you right now, Shane. I mean, really? Really? I'm not listening to you right now, Shane. We were you, doing – You asked me the same question last year. Yes, and, and it, my man Boyce, because, you know, because he practically babysits my grocery mm-hmm. excursions. And he goes, this seemed kind of more like a midsummer topic. And I, in my head – It's Lance's fault. I don't know how it took off the way it did. I did think Brunt's had a fantastic – um, response on social media when he asked the question about st- stories, that stories you, you yeah. would hear about an athlete that you that you absolutely would think would be true no and matter I, how outlandish it sounded. I, I liked his spin on it. I appreciated that was the place that he took it because that's what Bo Jackson is. He's a mythological creature. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord, oh, Lord. Because no, listen, the, the other thing that I heard over and over was just imagine – you know what I don't have to imagine? Players that actually produced. <laughs> Players that actually did something in their professional career. Oh, man. I don't have to imagine that because it's there on film and in stats. You know what's not there with Bo? A 39th professional game. <laughs> I finally agreed with Lance yesterday. I go, you know what? I will give it to you. He is the best player of all time that didn't play 40 NFL games. Goat. Okay. I'm just saying, every single argument was basically, well, what if? Imagine if he had chosen, and then he, imagine if he had chosen not to play football part-time, part part-time, <laughs> which is not my problem, by the way. I didn't make that choice for him. Uh-huh. It's not like we're talking about guys from the Negro Leagues that weren't given the opportunity. Oh, Lord. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. There's a difference between you're talking about cool Papa Bell, right? And you're like, oh, man, he was a contemporary of this guy and, and whoever, right? He didn't get an opportunity to play. Bo was just like, nah, football is a hobby. You know, I have football guys who are like, hey, availability is the best ability. They're like, oh, but what if Bo played football full time? I was like, we don't know. He chose not to do that. <laughs> and then out of the same side of their mouth, they're like, oh, but imagine if he hadn't gotten, imagine if he hadn't gotten hurt. So I'm supposed to believe this guy that could only last 38 NFL games playing part-time would have lasted an entire career playing full-time? Mom, get my nuts! I'm supposed to believe that? That if he had played more football, he would have gotten injured? That's the thing I'm supposed to believe. Well, I just... As an adult, in the year 2024 of our Lord. (laughs) And then somebody's throwing at me, oh... Oh, so I bet you don't like Gail Sayers either. Guess what? Gail Sayers, who is the poster child for a career ruined by injuries, played almost twice as many games as Bo Jackson. <laughs> so the DJ can't spin. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> so if somebody can give me a real argument outside of, oh, I saw it with my own eyes. And here's what they go. Like, oh, greatest athlete of all time. This is what people tell me. Mike Sauter said it. I had people, I had, uh, uh, Mark Knutson from Colorado that we talk to sometimes said it. Okay? Listen, 
That's the thing you go to when you have no resume to back up his career. That's what you go to because we saw a thing that we can't put into words because the production doesn't match what we think we saw. And so you go, Grog, greatest athlete of all time. You know who we don't have to say that about? Michael Jordan. You know why? Because he produced. Michael Jordan might be the greatest athlete of all time. The dude didn't play baseball for 15 years and then was functional at a double-A level. That's unreal. Okay? Like, guys that – Will Chamberlain might be the greatest athlete of all time. We don't talk about him like that. You know why? Because he scored 100 points in an NBA basketball game. That's what we talk about. We only go to greatest athlete of all time when they didn't actually live up to their athletic potential. That's the only thing we have left. Oh, greatest athlete of all time. Cool. You know who we don't talk about greatest athlete of all time? Deion Sanders, because he's the best cover corner that ever lived. Oh, and he had a longer baseball career than Bo Jackson, by the way. That's why we don't talk about Deion Sanders as greatest athlete of all time, because he actually had a career. That's, that's where we're at with Bo Jackson. That's, that's the last vestige of an What's argument. What's up, Art? Good morning. Yeah, I think so, too. But still. Yeah, see, Art agrees with me. Still, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. Do you know why I woke up in a fantastic mood? Because you didn't deal with this on Twitter yesterday? No, because right. my man, my, my, my guy, silenced the critics at least momentarily last night with an outstanding performance on the bump. One Drew Christo. Drew Christo. <laughs> had a good game. Five innings. So I <laughs> almost got to what to sixty nine pitches. So there's a there, That's like the Bo Jackson of good starts. Like, ah, not quite as long as we would have liked I, to I see. I love it. This, this how can I just want to know like every, every segment can you weave in if I tell you how nice the weather is. Absolutely. Will. Can you weave in a Bo Jackson reference? Absolutely. Will, hey, di- district basketball starts. Hey man, I bet Bo could come back and play on a bad hit. Robbie, stop. <laughs> Stop. No, because so, again, sometimes I occasionally will look at message boards, Mm -hmm. right? And I I wanted to do that. It's bad for you. I know. I know. But it's usually it's fine. Like, I don't get too over Mm -hmm. the top. And there's a guy on there who I'm pretty sure he knows baseball well, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's you can tell he, he has some insight. So I said something the other day about building his. Innings back up. Mm-hmm. I immediately came back. No, it's, it's awful and early in the spring and this, that, and the other. And because I said I, I think it has more to do about getting him back fully healthy, sure, and eating up the innings. Because mm-hmm. obviously I had talked to you were here this morning, that yeah. morning, right, when I was yeah. asking about Drew on the phone. So I let it ride. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I don't want to go back and forth and air people's physical business, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was tempted last night, but it's only one game. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to have to come back and own Th- that later track. on. Yeah. And I'm very careful with that, right? Like, Clearly so am I. I'll lay in the, I'll lay in the cut for a long, long yeah. time. So, uh, but I was very happy because Grand Canyon is a good offensive baseball team. Yeah. So, I was, so I, was, I, I, was tickled with, I was tickled with Drew. Crystal was out there. He had a nice performance. Uh, what, no earned runs, one yeah. walk, four Ks? Yeah, and I think sometimes I don't, I don't know if people were – and there's a long – we got three more games to go. I don't know if everybody was excited about Nebraska being able to win the series. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Brunts yesterday, and he talked about how – It they, would be good if they won they this series. They need to win yeah. the series to kind of be in the place they want to be at. They need to win this one and probably College of Charleston as well to kind of – 
overcome the two and one or the one and two start in Texas and, there. And and I think in Timmerman's starting to trim a, tr- trend a little bit. Yeah, as a as a pup. Well, and the other thing that I liked about Christo's performance was it was economical, right? Five innings, yep. sixty nine pitches, and that's about where you wanted him with. Yeah. Yes, you're, you're talking about what, like fifteen pitches an yeah. inning. Like that's a nice spot to be in. It's not realistic to probably expect much less than that per inning, especially with kind of a power guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Per, I mean, that's that's really really. I almost tweeted out last night, but I was too busy arguing with people. I got to go back to your timeline. It's a mess. Is it? It is a dumpster fire. <laughs> So let's get over that. It is a true. See, that's who you need to talk to. You need to talk to Kim. It's a. She she likes you. She'll 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 calm down. It is a true. We're not playing with desperation, unlike other teams in Nebraska. Oh. It's a Chernobyl wasteland in my mentions. I, did I did bad. I tell you what Asian Y told me to tell you yesterday? No. He said say Donna summer backwards. Did I tell you? Yeah, you did. Simba Simba Donna. Down. <laughs> Simba Donna. Yeah. What does that mean? Not gonna happen. Okay, speaking uh, speaking of Asian Y, we've got. Uh, that's his moniker, not mine, just for the record. Uh, on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline, we've got Wyatt, who apparently has some feelings about Bo. What's going on, Wyatt? And his little cute daughter. What's up, Wyatt? Tough hey, hang. Okay. Tough hang. I got my tough hang here with me. So. But, hey, Wyatt, did you did you catch Robbie's little deal where I was talking about the little the four-year-old who um, was bitten by the dog, and I said, oh, you know, they had to put the dog down. And he goes, oh, man, that sucks. Like, I don't want to start the morning. I was like, Robbie, a four-year-old suffered a fairly severe bite to the head. Like, and I could only go back to the kids being a tough hang thing. Well, right? listen, obviously. And you called right on cue. Obviously, I don't want the kid to be injured. But you didn't lead with, like, oh, a child was killed by a dog. So I assumed she was okay. Yeah, but you never know. I, I don't know. What I do know. See, I feel bad for the dog because. <laughs> Usually in that situation, I've had Mastiffs before. Mastiffs are very good dogs. It's some sort of mix. i, I got to read. Um, so I'd have to look back into it. But well, I'm a firm believer of there's no bad dogs. There's bad owners. Ooh, well, we have, we have a Mastiff at home here. and we're, I see both. Like, I got little ones, and we used to foster for a, a dog rescue, too. So we, I see both sides. Hey, so, Wyatt, if, if I, if you, like you know me, right? I have a couple yeah. dogs. I've had several dogs. Do you realize I was yeah. not picked for a dog adoption. What is wrong with me? <laughs> How many do you have uh, right well, now? Two. Oh, well, yeah, usually they'll give you the third. And it's another Frenchie. Mm. <laughs> it's tough. Well, Why should I have been hurt? You seem very hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into your feels right now. Oh, yeah, okay. What? Yeah, Ro- Robbie's, uh, Robbie's emotional. I'll say, I'm in my feels enough for everybody this morning, so Wyatt, what do you got for What do you got for me, Wyatt? I just want to know, you know, because this was the uh, Robbie Hates Your Favorite Thing show, and, you know, because you think they're – I just want to know what else does Robbie think is overrated because your Magic <laughs> – Bo Jackson's overrated, Magic Johnson's overrated. Indiana's no, he – no, time out. My, Robbie did not say Magic Johnson was overrated. Uh, I remember a, a conversation we had. I said – I will ki- – you, no, no. you'll have to leave. <laughs> I said I, I personally – like Larry Bordered over Magic Johnson, but I don't think Magic Johnson's overrated. Okay. My personal preference uh, for their game. That's fine. Is I take Larry that, that, over Magic. That, that, okay. But we're talking about top like five, six, seven guys of all time. Like okay. we're not. That's all. Out. Whew, we're well, not. All right, I don't know what you're trying to do to me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw. I saw DB get lightheaded there for a minute. I thought he was gonna fall over. 
in his chair. No, I personally prefer Larry Bird's game over Magic Johnson's. That's all. Okay, whatever. I, I just love how Robbie always goes to the argument because he goes, oh, Bo Jackson climbs up the wall and everybody loses their mind. And, oh, Magic Johnson played center one time and everybody loses their mind. So. I do think that's an overrated part of what ha- – like, it's part of the mythology, right? His career is better than that one moment. But it'd be like if he stopped playing basketball after three years and they'll be like, but remember that one time he played center? Guess who will never be overrated with Ravi, Wyatt? Who's that? One Doug McDermott. <laughs> no, but I know what Doug McDermott is as a pro. <laughs> oh, she thought that was funny, too. Let's go. I, I know what Doug McDermott is as a pro, though. Like, I get it. Oh, she sounds so right? cute. Well, I got I, I to gotta say this before we get to Out of Breath Brian real quick. So do you know what we had at the, in the Benning household for dinner last night? What was that? Some some crab rangoon, some chicken egg rolls, and some homemade beef and rice noodles. Nice. So two of the two of those three things were store bought, and they were very subpar. I'm gonna go back to making our own egg rolls. Nice. I just, I just wanna uh, last. Oh, hold on. All right, we got a situation going on. All right, call me back. <laughs> Seems like Wyatt's kids shows violence this morning. Too. Yeah, she's so she was went from laughing. It was probably the little one. I'll let you bring out of breath Brian, and I know he doesn't want to talk to me. So. Oh, he might. <laughs> well, he might want to talk to me, but he let's let's go to my man. He was abruptly cut short uh, on the war yesterday horse. on the War Horse Hotline. Let's go to my man out of breath Brian. Do Brian? Do we need everybody to calm down? I need everybody to calm down. Hold on, I'm just gonna touch my respirator real quick. <laughs> okay. Damon. Yes, sir. I've known you for a while, you know. Yes, sir. I know you get a little hot headed sometimes. A long time. Yeah. Uh, you got a you got a brain in that head. Yeah. I, I I listen to Robbie a lot of times. Sound like a a a, 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 a upset girlfriend. A lot about the athletes. <laughs> he talking about the man is mythical. His his, myth, his his legend is mythical. I'm asking this. Do you have eyeballs in them glasses? Because those eyeballs are real. They ain't mythical. You saw what he did on the field. So what are you talking about? Your argument, like I said yesterday, your argument is he's mythical. That's stupid because he's in the flesh and you can see him. Okay? Okay. Now let's go to your stats, which you which you like to always go to, which is numbers. Uh, Barry Sanders, the best running back of all time, is what y'all consider him. I've heard it on the radio station. His yard per carry in the NFL is five yards per carry. Bo Jackson, with his limited amount of touches playing football halftime, only managed 5.4 yards per carry. How is that since he's so overrated? Answer that. That's that's numbers, Robbie. You can't ignore numbers, which you love so much. Every, wow. Okay. We're gonna ignore. We're gonna ignore. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold Hold on, Brian. No, no, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Almost. Your argument, right, basically, what I'm saying is half of your arguments are emotional and on feelings. Feelings don't matter. Stats matter to you eventually when it comes to your arguments. So you can't lie about it because it's all on the radio. Now, go ahead and go. Okay, so we're talking about numbers, right? We're going to conveniently ignore the number of minimum carries in the NFL to to, to no, actually no, qualify no, no, for that five point four. No, 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 no. We're not going with that. We're going with oh, with we, oh, just after play. Hey, okay, Damon. Damon. All right. Hey, Damon. All right. Yes, 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 yes. No way. When, when you look at your running back, do you look at yards per carry or do you act, actually worry about the total yard? Because I think I've heard you guys say I, yards I'm per I'm carry. a big YPC guy. I'm a big okay. yards per carry guy. Okay, do the math. Ten yards. 
Okay, you get more than three yards per carry, you're doing good. The man got 5.4 yards per carry, which is better than the best running back of all time. That's numbers. It don't matter the amount of touches. It's the yards per carry. Don't try to come up here with this, how uh, many times has he got or limited amount of time. And the limited amount of time that he got, he's proven that he is better than you or what you're trying to say. The man is not mythical. I, no, I'll, I'll give you this, Brian. He is better at football than I am. You're correct. Thank you for the call. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> he is better at football than me. You got me there. Now, listen, if you want to take away minimum qualifications, all these numbers get wonky in a hurry. You have one guy. I mean, you have one guy go for 80 yards at one time. You're like, oh, greatest, greatest YPC of all time. What are we doing here? The minimums are there for a reason because small sample sizes skew numbers. Thank you, dear baby Jesus. That's just <clears throat> common damn sense. What are we doing here? Uh, He's talking about my feelings. The only thing people have to defend Bo Jackson is how they feel about seeing him. That's it. With arms wide open. That is the only thing. Well, I just heard. That is the only thing. Creed might calm me down. Give me a little Creed here. And Schaefer tweeted, God, I missed that guy. I'm just saying. Did you read his tweet? I didn't. (laughs) It'll make you feel better. This is nonsense. In in typical Mike J. Schaefer. This is nonsense. Snark fashion. This is ridiculous. I'll set up the show coming up So, next. Shay and I asked yesterday or last week when Schaefer was coming back, and all you guys told me was not for a long time. Yeah, a while. That's all he told us. Oh, we got to we gotta fix that. I, I mean, you talk to Shafe. You see what you could do. Well, I don't want to bug a dad. Well, I'll be texting him, though. We'll set up the show coming next. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. So what are you talking about? Your argument, like I said yesterday, your argument is he's mythical. That's stupid because he's in the flesh and you can see him. Okay? Okay, now let's go to your stats, which you, which you like to always go to, which is numbers. Uh, Barry Sanders, the best running back of all time, and what y'all consider him, I've heard it on the radio station. His yard per carry in the NFL is five yards per carry. Bo Jackson, with his limited amount of touches, playing football halftime, only managed 5.4 yards per carry. How is that since he's so overrated? Answer that. That's, that's numbers, Robbie. <laughs> Welcome back to Red Hat Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. That's DB. I'm Robbie Lula. What we, up? We are uh, choosing violence again this morning. I was trying to choose Drew Christo, but that's okay. I'm not having it. Um, <laughs> 
Just in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> see, see what happens? With, see, I go away, and I just lose all control. Yep. I, got, I have, like, I'm just at. In case anybody was wondering, Devin a chain, 7.8 yards per carry for his career so far. So is he better than Bo Jackson? 7.8 is a lot more than 5.4, isn't it? That's almost two and a half yards more oh, per carry. Oh, Lord. I mean, 7.8, that's pretty good, right? Oh, you mean he doesn't have enough carries to qualify for that? I know oh. you're not a touchy-feely guy. Okay, that's all but, I guess I but, will. But my man, Boyce, he'd like to know if you did. I think he may want me to give you a hug. I'll yeah. dap some people up. I'll give hugs. I don't Just care. Just dap. <laughs> no, I'll hug. I'll do the, like the bro the, hug. The lean in. I'll, I'll hug up. I, no, yeah, I'm, he needs – although she's kind of grown now, I think she she's like a teenager now. I'm just saying Xavier Betts has a more yards per carry than Lawrence Phillips. You taking Xavier Betts as a running back over Lawrence Phillips? <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, if we're not going to worry about sample sizes. See. No, no, no. If we're not going to worry about sample sizes here, DB, <laughs> then things get pretty wonky in a GD hurry. Wow. This is why sample sizes matter, because I can make this a ridiculous argument real fast. Also, when I say he's a mythological creature, the lore around him is like, mythological. Like Cerebus? Right. Like the lore around Bo Jackson is I, mythological. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, Brian doesn't, apparently. <laughs> what, like he's Zeus or something? Save yeah, it. Yeah, you nailed Z- it. Zip it, Marty. I, I get it. Like, I don't care if you're a little Shane. I'll fight you. I don't like uh, it. Doesn't matter to me. I like turtles. Um, coming up on the show today, we do have a plan. I don't know if we're going to get to any of it, but we do. Hey, have a plan. you you know you know. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. You better prepare yourself for Sutter, because oh, Sutter's going to come in. He's hot. he's a child. Yeah. He and is. he's going he he. He will clap back. Yeah, that's fine. He's going to clap back. And he's going to push buttons. He's going to clap back with the greatest athlete of all time. I'll be like, okay, cool. That's what we go but his to. But his little girl's not feeling well, so maybe he's a little softened. We'll and, he's, and we got districts. We'll see. He's busy. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, we've got Adam McClintock, college football professor from Matrix Analytical. want to talk a little bit about some of the later cycle college coaching hires to Sean Foster, Chip Kelly moving. Uh, want to talk to him a little bit about that. So we're going to talk to our guy, Adam McClintock, at 8. At 9, as DB mentioned, we're going to talk to Mike Sauter at, uh, from Herd at Sports here to start off the 9 o'clock hour, and then we'll wrap up the show with Verz. I don't even know where we're going to go with Verz. I mean, this could, it could get away from us. It depends on what well, kind of mood he's in. That's a great question. What, kind of, what kind of mood he's in. Yeah. Because sometimes even I can't control him. That's okay. We'll see what happens. It'll be fun. <laughs> I feel like that's how you feel about me sometimes. Like sometimes I can't even control him. <laughs> Dude, I, there are some people, though, I have – because I think you hit the nail on the head off here. It, there is an irrational – defense of of both yes and sometimes people just have a blind spot like i have which is fine but you have to acknowledge the blind spot like i like crappy movies sometimes but i know they're bad i'm not being like why didn't this movie win an oscar because i know it sucks i just like it i like crappy pop music sometimes but i'm not sitting here being like well why didn't they win a grammy when how come they're not talked about in the same sentence as bruce springsteen or whoever is winning your a oscar doesn't necessarily make that movie a great movie he is so pragmatic <laughs> shane i love you man i missed you i did I, you're like one of the single greatest people i've ever met man that dirt looks amazing <laughs> He's hilarious. Sip, nailed it. I'm like that with Mario Lemieux. Like, so that's I, your blind spot? Yes. Okay. I will. It's in my wheelhouse. It's early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm in the height of, like, loving hockey. We're just coming off the 80s run with Gretzky. I, and I used to try to tell people, 
I take Lemieux over Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And which is a hot take, I think. And everybody, you know, people, unless you're a Pens fan, people sure. would be like, you're, an, general, you're, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. look at Gretzky's numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, there's just something about Mario. And then I'll bring up, you know, cancer or the era or who Gretzky was allowed to play with or the, mm-hmm. the, that era of hockey, the open ice era with, with Messier, um, Messier and Curry and, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like Lemieux didn't play with good players. Right. But I will spend an inordinate amount of time defending Lemieux, me taking Lemieux. Absolutely. And I probably know if I had to, to build a franchise, I'm starting with Gretzky. You know Gretzky's better. I just like Lemieux better. That's f- and that's fine. I like you Lemieux You can better. like Bo Jackson better. That's fine. Yeah. But you cannot come at me and act – like he had some great career because he didn't. Uh, I mean, it, it, I, I get it. You could listen. Kinda. Irrational. I, I, I take I take Magic over Michael if I had to start a team. And yeah, and that and Magic wasn't better than Michael. Like that's fine. Yeah. Like maybe he fits certain things better than Michael, but Michael's a better player than Magic Johnson. Like that is not arguable, really. Yeah. Like I was trying to say yesterday in the Big East, like Creighton's a better team than Marquette. Yeah, Marquette N- might n- be a numbers don't bad numbers. matchup. Yeah, numbers don't say that. But Crane's a better team than Marquette. So what's the definition of a short career in the NFL? Three years. Is that like where they get that? Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Because for a regular player, three years is short in the NFL. If you're talking about a guy the way they talk about Bo Jackson, you need a larger body of work to justify that conversation. <laughs> you do. You do. Come on. Okay. Don't. I mean, listen, you just laugh it off. <laughs> I agree. Jesse on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. No, what's, what's going on, Jesse? Not really at all. <laughs> we we going to get to the caller there, Shano? <laughs> Jesse? Jesse on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. What's, what's up, up buddy? Hey, guys. Sorry. I was, I was trying to listen to your show and listen to that music at the same time. And it was, it's a mess. Is there hold music? Yes. It's just it's weird. <laughs> it's like this NFL like it's almost like the NFL film music is set up. You guys do realize it's Friday. Why is everybody mad? I'm mad. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Man, not much. Well, I, yeah, I tweeted at you guys with the whole eye test thing. Like, you know, eye test says Josh Gordon was the greatest receiver ever. But um, no, I I consider myself a, a somewhat of a subject matter expert on this as you know damon years ago i used to uh do a little scribing yeah 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 a professional yeah i wrote an entire article about this topic and yep. how people and, and ravi i tweeted at you yesterday people are clouded because of tech mobile if you ask them if, oh, remember how oh jackson used to pull away from i the agree <laughs> i agree he did, that, he did that when you were playing with your buddies in tech mobile if you look him up on YouTube, it's the same seven run. That's what I mean. Yes, thank you. You know why? Because he only had 16 career touchdowns. They can't go much higher. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and one more thing. As far as Tech Mobile goes, if you're playing me in Tech Mobile and you pick the Raiders, you better know that Marcus Allen and Jay Schrader is going to have to beat me because I'm picking Bo's run every single time. I'm not going to carry off the Bo. It's Marcus and if they ain't beating me, you ain't beating me. Uh, Jesse never disappoints. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. That's he, that's ne- like the definition he, of a goat. It, it, right like, there. and if you a reach, preach, preach, brother. Like he always has like these really good calls, and uh, but if you meet him, he is the most unassuming person. 
you would never guess. Never. Now in a I'm supposed years. to give. Now I'm supposed to give according to uh, according to the internet and my text messages. Now I'm supposed to give Bo credit for pl- as a. I'm supposed to give Bo credit as a football player for playing baseball with a hip replacement. That's what I'm supposed to do now. As a football player, he's supposed to get more credit as a running back because he played baseball with a hip replacement. Cool. Good talk, guys. Good talk. I think you just defined the goat right there. He has seven runs, and, and nobody could stop him. I mean, what what is what is what is what is? I I did not what think is, that like, would be Jesse's take. Best seven runs of all time. And that that sounds like Bar a goat none. to me. That sounds like a goat. Listen, to Listen, I told you I agreed with Lance. No, but so in full full disclosure though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think the Tecmo Bowl thing is a thing. No, that's fine. And but I don't I don't I don't love the the same run thing because I like the same the run that they show of Mike Rozier is like his. One of his least greatest runs ever, the UCLA run where he reversed field and went all the way around. And I'm like, that wasn't even like his top 20 greatest runs. No, that's fine. But if they wanted. So I get it. If they wanted to There's show. There's iconic highlights. But but I do. Jesse's right. He did make the point. There aren't a ton of those. There, there aren't. Because. I just wanted to separate. He only had 16 career touchdowns. If you wanted to find more touchdowns for Mike Rozier, you could. Because they exist. Don't you see like the same six Pedro Martinez highlights? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if you wanted more, you could find them because they exist. They don't exist with Bo. Bo has just enough for a great highlight package. <laughs> That's it. Sounds like a goat. We got, I, I'd like to get to the playoffs. At some point we will. <laughs> You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The YouTube comments are off the hook as always. And uh, we appreciate everybody chiming in on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline as well. You can give us a call, 888-638-4876. I'm going to say one more thing for now, and then we can move on to other actual sports things that didn't happen 35 years ago. Here's what I'll say. If I gave you a blind resume, just of a prospect, with Bo's attributes, okay? What, what is he, 6'2", 230". Four one three forty two forty two six two two forty two four one three forty. I love you. Seventeen hundred yards his senior year in college. I don't even like saying that out loud. It kind of made me feel icky. Yeah, you a little cringy. Uh, Heisman Trophy as a senior in college. If I gave you all of that mm-hmm. and say it will equal to this production, thirty-eight total games in the NFL. 2,700 yards and 16 touchdowns over the course of four years. You would be disappointed. Mm, I don't know. For a Heisman Trophy winner, a lot of those Heisman guys don't make it that far. You're, you're missing the entire point of the argument here, Shano. <laughs> but he, has a, he told you for two days in a row he has a blind spot. I'm just saying, blind resume, take Bo's name off. No, I'm with you. If it's... I give you all of those things yeah. and say this is what you get out of it, you'd be like, wait, that's it? If I gave you Adrian Peterson... And said he ends up with 38 games, 2,700 yards, 16 touchdowns over four years. That's all you get. You'd be disappointed. Yeah. And I think Bo is more physically gifted than Adrian Peterson. 
Is that reasonable? Uh, They're at least in the same neighborhood. I'm not going to die on that hill. They're in the same neighborhood. Fair? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Adrian Peterson is probably the most gifted runner He's since Bo. A- all day is a freak. He is. So was Bo. That's the argument we're having with Bo, right? Absolute freak. If, I had, if coming out of Oklahoma, Adrian Peterson had given you 38 games, 2,700 yards, so 16 touchdowns you know over what's, four years. You know what's funny? You'd be dramatically disappointed. You know what's funny? If you go back and look at all days, Oklahoma. People of my age and generation, probably the best running back we've seen. Careful. What are you? Th- I'm 36. Barry was on the very front end of me watching NFL football. Yeah. And it was on the back end of his career. I, like, I saw good Barry Sanders, but I don't have the totality of his career. For guys whose career started after I, I started I, watching I, football. I, I still think you're, with his greatness. Who am I, I forgetting, Barry? I still think you're sleeping on LaDainian Tomlinson. Fair. LaDainian's really, really good. He was unbelievable. Really, really good. I remember LaDainian a little bit at TCU and obviously with the Chargers. I think the Chargers thing kind of leaves him out of the – he gets forgotten a little bit, which, I, you know, I'm a big Marshall Falk guy. Great player. Um, but for guys that started and ended their career since I started watching football, like Peterson is, is about as I, good I as lo- I love the I love the blind spot thing. I also like the – like somebody asked a question. Yeah, who was that? But, was that Jordan? Yeah. So my so Jordan asked. He said, "Who's baseball's version of Bo Jackson? A guy who's prodigiously talented." I kind of like the Josh Hamilton answer. Yeah. So basically, we're, what we're looking for, right, is somebody who's prodigiously talented who whose career did not live up to that talent for whatever reason. Yeah, Matt Harrion. Matt Matt Harrion is one of those guys, like locally. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask Nebraska fans, people will tell you that, that Matt Herring belongs in, like, the pantheon of Nebraska Titans. Mm. Now, the numbers. Don't really back that up. In a sh- kind of like, like in a condensed right. form, yes. And it's harder in college, right, because you only have so much time. But I, I, I think that would be an equivalent. But Josh Hamilton, I look at and say, because he asked specifically baseball. And Josh Hamilton, I look at, okay, guy that has. So he had four and a half really good years. And had. And people forget he started. I, didn't he start out in Cincinnati? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. He was drafted by the Rays. I think he started out in Cincinnati, too. But I don't think he did anything until Texas in mm-hmm. terms of his, his good run. Obviously, that was different circumstances, right? It was drugs and substance abuse and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of a guy who had all the talent in the world that never really got there except for for a brief and shining moment, it's Josh Hamilton. It would prob- I'd probably say it'd be more inclined to be pitchers. Yeah, you get a lot with, than, than, with injuries. Than, and, than positional players at first blush. But even, you know, we talked about this guy yesterday. I, you know whose stats I need to go back and look at? Who? Like in its totality. Because I have an irrational disdain for him. Who? Eric Lindros. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Hockey, yeah. Um, and maybe he was better than I thought. It doesn't seem like it. I've heard of him, so he probably fir- was better than first, you thought at first blush. But I remember him come again. This peak, mm-hmm. peak DB, right? I'm like, I don't get it. You know, he's big, strong, young, good-looking guy, and mm-hmm. I mean, he was uber talented. And he had a thing with him that you couldn't really see, so people wondered if he was, like, jaking it. 
But, you know, he was a concussion guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and that. I think at that time, concussions were – I remember even when I first started coaching in high school, we would kind of roll our eyes when people would use the concussion yeah, term. Yeah, people because, thought you were soft. Because you couldn't really – you couldn't see right. it, and people would describe it, and you're like – and you sometimes kind of – it's embarrassing to say out loud now. Like, you But wondered, full disclosure, I'm pretty open with that. Like, I'm like, really? You wondered how much they actually wanted to be out there. Yeah. That, and that's – I mean, and – Thankfully, we've come a long way. Yeah. Some, most people have come a long way with concussions and that. But that was pretty prevalent late 90s, early 2000s, even into 20, late And 2000s. you're talking 03 when I started? Yeah. It, it was, you know, it's a, I think, obviously it's different because concussions do have physical symptoms. But I think it's a lot the way people talk about mental health. I, I want to go, but yeah, I, so I need to, so Eric Lindros may be in that. One they need to revisit. In that discussion know. for and me. And to be, to be clear, I don't have an irrational hate for Bo Jackson. I don't. Yeah, I'm over kind of, you know, like. I don't, like, I don't care. It's not somebody that I, like, have an ax to grind against. Like, Russell Westbrook, irrational hate. I can admit that. Did you watch, did you watch Johnny Manziel's, have you seen him on Club Shay Shay? I haven't. I saw the documentary on him. I haven't caught up on Club Shay Shay yet. I actually think that was, and I'm kind of, I've cooled on Sharp the last month, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm one of those guys, I'm like, ooh, I've, I've seen this before, where you get, like, too much, too fast, and you don't know what to do with it. Kind right? of trying to keep his head above water. Yeah, like, I see myself in there sometimes. And he's kind of emotional, so mm-hmm. it's like, you have to practice balancing that. But Johnny Manziel was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was honest, like at least authentic, right? And and so he's talking about – he said something about maximizing your, like your God-given abilities. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that he – that sticks in his craw the most is he just wasn't willing to grind day to day to reach his full potential. Mm-hmm. Number one, because he didn't want to be accountable. But number two, he didn't love playing. Yeah. And we just talk, we've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this for like five or six years. I told you, you know, Bo opened my eyes to it like, oh, God, you know, he Not everybody loves, loves it. Yeah. And so I just started thinking about when people actually do stuff just because they can versus whether they love it. And mm-hmm. He's like, you know what, I just didn't, I didn't love it. And he, and he went into kind of explaining, you know, um, you know, he'd go on these benders like mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday and he'd have to run it off during walkthroughs. And he goes, you know, I just wish I would have appreciated my teammates more because it, I wouldn't have been so quick to want to let them down mm-hmm. being, being selfish. And I, and I, it's just funny because that team won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, I, I, I draw it back to a lot of times people think it's just about having good players, but that is only a minuscule part of it. It's only part of it. Like, you have to be committed. Max said it the other day in his presser. Did you catch it? He said... You have to have guys that want to be unselfish and play the way we want to play. 100%. Yep. He said, that's not for everybody, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. You can be good someplace else. But those are the guys that we bring here. But those are the guys that we bring here. Mm -hmm. And I I just... And I I go back to, you know, people think I have a weird affinity for Coach Mack. And and I just remember in, in 13, like when they transitioned and we had him on in, in the Big East and I asked him about recruiting, mm-hmm. right? Because you had to go from, 
Mo Valley. Valley to the Big East. Yeah, mid-major recruiting to Big East. And he said, give me a little time, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not going to make any rational judgment, irrational judgments mm-hmm. yet. I, I don't, you know, because I was kind of getting specific, right? Not really. I was like, I was talking about length and wing defenders and the mm-hmm. way the game is played. And he goes, I need to study it. I, I need to, I need to look at backcourts. I need to see how teams are playing. He says, but two things that we're not going to get away from. Mm-hmm. I want guys that are highly skilled and I want guys with good high basketball IQs. Those are non-negotiables. Yeah. And, and you just hear like good, like, Coach Rule, was he talk about the basic guidelines of guys that he recruits? What does he always land the plane on? Guys that want to be here. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Guys yeah. that love playing. Mm-hmm. Because he does the same thing with coaches, too. With his coaching staff, right? Guys that want to be there, guys that love football. Guys, they're going to grind. And behind the scenes, I mean, look at how many times these guys have, like, swapped out staffs. Yeah. But he always finds the next right guy. Man, yeah. Coming up next, speaking of coaching staffs, we're going to talk to Adam McClintock. He's the college football professor from Matrix Analytical. Haven't had a chance to really dive into some of the stuff that happened at UCLA, some of the movement from head coach to coordinator spots. Want to get into that with Adam here coming up on the 8 o'clock hour. That's coming up next on Hernet Sports Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's DB. I'm Robbie Lula. want to tell you and remind you to get out to the Omaha Mavericks hockey. They have just four home games left this season, starting... Tonight and tomorrow night with Colorado College, a top 20 matchup. Get your tickets now by calling the box office, 402-554-MAVS, or by going to omavs.com slash ticks. Let's pack the Baxter. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is Adam McClintock. He's the college football professor and he's from Matrix Analytical. Adam, how are you this morning? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Well, you know, I'm just – it's – I'm good. Shane's good. We're just kind of getting Robbie settled in here a little bit. It's been a, a, a volatile two days for my explosive little friend over here. <laughs> just don't mention Bo Jackson or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. That'll be yeah, fine. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to lament and kind of wax poetic about Drew Christo in Nebraska baseball, and he's having none of it. I tried to transition a little bit into – Jay's in Nebraska basketball. He's having none of it. So I, I'm just going to let this die down a little bit, and we'll talk coaching because he's been wanting to talk to you all week. It, it's funny. He started this on last Thursday, and then we kind of got away from it. And then Monday he got on Shane again. And then Wednesday he's like, hey, where are we <laughs> with, with college football? I want to talk coaches. And, and so I think Shane was like, okay, I got it. So it's good to talk to you. <laughs> Very good to talk to you. Yeah, Adam, I wanted to start with uh, Deshaun Foster. He was kind of the, the biggest one in the late cycle of the, the coaching carousel. And I, I'm curious because obviously Tony White was, you know, mentioned in connection with that job. It, Deshaun Foster's resume, on paper at least to me, is a little light. How 
did you see that higher? How do your analytics kind of grade out Deshaun Foster? Well, as a head coach, we don't have any data on him, of course, because sure. he's never done it before, right? So um, that's kind of a uh, – we just have him as, as our baseline, you know, grade there, you know, where everybody starts off with. To meet with that screen by UCLA is they didn't have the cash to necessarily pay for some buyouts that they were wanting to, to maybe explore. Um, Deshaun Foster, I, I know they, they were wanting to get something in place quickly, but um, and Deshaun Foster being, being the alum he is and being maybe a little bit familiar with the roster that's currently there, I think it was just a, it was a quick knee-jerk move to, to, to try to keep that roster in place. But that's kind of, you kind of, to me anyway, that looks a little bit short-sighted because you're, you're trying to save, you know, a roster of, you know, for the next two or three years by hiring a guy you're hoping to keep for five to seven, right, at least. Um, so I don't know. In, in, in his case, Deshaun Foster is a good recruiter. So there is a, a, a way to staff a, a coaching staff where you, your head coach is basically the, the figurehead for your recruiting department, right? And then he, but the, the way, only way to make that work is to go through and, and hire really good assistants. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and once again, coming back to the cash issue, how much cash is going to be available there for him to go out and make those good hires? I mean, a, a good comp to this working is uh, Sam Pittman's first year at Arkansas when he hired a, a great staff and and he was just basically responsible for bringing in in the talent because Sam Pittman is, is known down the southeast as a, as a dynamic recruiter. And now and now he finds himself probably in at the top of 2024's coaches hot seat list in Arkansas. It's weird how that works. I mean, I would yeah, put I him I would put him up there. Yeah, exactly. He is and 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 the reason for that is because you know, he lost those coordinators and some of those coaches off that first staff he had and he hasn't hasn't done the greatest job at replacing those guys with quality quality coaches adam I, you know as you're as you're kind of describing this model that they're sort of hoping to replicate with deshaun foster the guy that came to mind to me was Dabo sweeney is that a fair comparison in terms of what what of a uh, of an example of that type of situation actually working that's exactly that. That is the example. Um, you, don't, you know, Dabo Swinney was nothing but a wide receivers coach before he was promoted to head coach, or he was interim head coach at first, right? Yep, he and was then, interim for half a season, and then he, he got the job. But yeah, wide receivers coach before that. Yeah, exactly, and that that is a perfect example of this working. He he basically was is the figurehead of the, you know, uh, uh, maybe not the recruiting side of it now, since you know he's not necessarily a fan of NIL or the <laughs> name or anything like that now. But but at the time, he. he re- yeah, but at the time, he was a, he was a great recruiter, and he was a great communicator. So that was that was their starting point, and then and then he he went out and he made some really good hires. He hired Brent Venables away from from Oklahoma. He, he you know he had Tony Elliott there, uh, offensive coordinator for a while. Um, like got Chad a, Morris after that, as well, yeah, offensive exactly. coordinator. Yep, yeah, and so he he made some really good coaching staff hires around him in order to make that work. That's um, I, like, like I said at UCLA, I, that's going to be tough to see that happen. He's got he's got some good guys on staff there right now, but um, I think the reason you haven't seen that staff fill out quickly is because they're they're dealing with a pretty limited budget. Interesting. So, like this go around for the hiring session, Adam. What happened with some of the 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 hot young guys from? 
I always worry about windows, mm-hmm. right? Like your window of opportunity to, if you're going to make a move. And I, I look at guys like Jamie Chadwell. It's a name that I was thinking, oh, you know, if you're looking for a sitting head coach and you want to make a move uh, of a guy that can put together a program, like what happened to like a guy like Chadwell this time around? Or do you have another young guy like that whose maybe window was, was – is only open for just a, a, a short time. Well, Jamie Chadwell, I, I was with you. That was a guy that we really, you know, to a few of our clients that were looking for head coaches this year, we really, that he was, was always the name we brought up. And uh, it never really got down the road very far with him. And we're not really for sure why, because we don't get told <laughs> those reasons why. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think some of it is the programs have a really hard time getting past the the quote-unquote gimmick offense that he has i think Mm. and how you know there's not a lot of nfl talent maybe that's going to come out of that offense but you know it's this is you're not worried about that if you're hiring a head coach you're worried about winning ball games and jamie chadwell does that so i'm with you there i I don't understand why he is has not had a a you know a big break yet and I, i think in the next cycle, if, if, if he doesn't get it, then, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Adam, is, it, is, there any ch- is, is there part of this equation that, like, he sort of makes a lot of money for where he's at. Like, Liberty pays him well for the level. They have a lot of money at. there. They, they do, right? That, that they, I don't know that people realize how cash-rich that, that Liberty is. He, I think he makes like $4 million a year. That's kind of a lot for maybe some of the – like is that part of the hesitation is, oh, we don't know if we can pay him? Well, no, because the schools that, you know – for example, I'll just throw out, throw, throw out an example. Um, uh, let's say Mississippi State mm, okay. was, was, was going out to hire him, right? $4 million is not a thing to, to – For to them, okay. School. Okay. I mean, it's – for a, for a G five school, four million dollars is a lot mm-hmm. for a, for a head coach, and he's high, he's he's very well paid for that. But um, you start getting into the what we call tier one schools, which are the, the you know the new SEC and Big Ten. The four million dollars for a head coach, I mean, isn't all that much, especially when you when you look at you know coordinators like Ryan Grubb who are making upwards of two million. Mm-hmm. How, how about his How about his month? Like, if you just want to, like, pick 30 days of Ryan Grubb from college football playoffs to, you know, to when Alabama. he finally wanted mm-hmm. to land the job that he apparently had his pickings of, how, it'd be good to be Grubb, wouldn't it? Oh, man, yeah. That guy, was one, he's one of the best in the country at what he does. I mean, yeah, it's – and that he follows kind of a trend we've seen this year. It's been kind of a weird coaching cycle. Very much God. so. Yeah, I mean, you got you got sitting head coaches at the G5 level who are leaving to take Power yeah. 5 coordinator and, and, and sometimes just position coach positions. And then you have, a, you know, an influx of... I know coaches from, from college to the NFL isn't a new trend, but there have been a lot more high-profile coaches this year leave college football to go to the NFL than there has been in the past, um, which, is, which, is, which has been really, really interesting. So, and Grubb was one of those guys. I mean, he would have been great at Alabama. I would have loved to see what he could have done with Alabama's talent. But uh, now he's up in Seattle, and, and hopefully he didn't break his lease when he, when he left Seattle to come down to, <laughs> to Alabama. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something about a guy. 
and I don't know if there are guys that defy your analytics or some guys you have to revisit, but how curious a case is a guy like Josh Heupel, right? Like, do, does your data kind of foreshadow or dictate how his career has gone? Or is this landing at Tennessee and kind of changing uh, the the environment, has it benefit, hurt? Like, where are you with a guy like Heupel in terms of your analytics? Well, Heupel is a guy that we've always liked as, a, as an offensive coordinator. Okay. Now, he got paired at times. You know, he started after he left Oklahoma. He started at Utah State, right? Had some success there. Landed at Missouri. Was 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 you know, put up some big offenses at Missouri. Um, the problem he had as as a coordinator coming up is his pace of play was so fast that he ran his defensive coordinator ragged. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Barry Odom at, at at Missouri experienced that, and that was a lot of the reason that why. Uh, you know, that, that relationship didn't work out great. You know, Odom's defenses fell apart <laughs> towards the end of, the, of, of, of the, his regime there just because of the pace of play was so high. Um, going into Tennessee as a head coach, he has been able to rein that in a little bit. And, you know, I, I don't know if he – I assume he still calls plays, but it's at a much slower clip than it was at Missouri and Utah State. So maybe he's evolved a little bit into – into uh, understanding how, how to, to play um, more complimentary football, um, you know, as, as we kind of, that's a term we hear around Lincoln a lot these days. Um, slowing down his offense enough to give his defense a break and, and, and allowing them to, to, to be successful on the field. We have him as a, he's, he's, he's done really well as a head coach. He's, he's in the top 15 head coaches we have created right now. We're talking with Adam McClintock. He is the college football professor and co-founder of Matrix Analytical. Uh, Adam, I-, I wanted to ask you about, you know, you mentioned some of the head coaches taking coordinator jobs and uh, specifically Chip Kelly, right? I know he was kind of on the hot seat because they tried to fire him and couldn't. Uh, but how do you evaluate a guy like Chip Kelly moving back down to a coordinator spot? Like what do your – what are your metrics and, and I guess your eye test tell you about how that might work out at OSU? Well, I mean, at UCLA, Chip never gave up play calling duties. Mm-hmm. So um, basically that just rolls right over in, in, into, into what we see him doing at Ohio State. Is play calling, you know, Chip has never given up play calling. Uh, so what he did at UCLA um, still translates over to what he did at Ohio State, and I expect him to put up together some pretty scary offenses at Ohio State. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It's interesting to see how he and Ryan Day get along because you know Ryan Day is used to being a play caller as well. So, I mean, that relationship can can, can, can sometimes get a little rocky, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially you know Chip is kind of a no nonsense guy. So. Um, I'm interested, as interested as anybody to see how that translates at Ohio State, but we expect that to be a, uh, a success at Ohio State, even more so. This is a big upgrade over Bill O'Brien, what they had before. So. Let, let, let me ask you about Glenn Thomas. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting because the collegiate data gets a, a, a break from pro stints, and it started out with a pro stint. How, how do you feel about the fit? And do you have to factor in the co-deal with, with Satterfield statistically when you're looking at a, a hiring of a guy like Len Thomas? 
Um, the Glenn Thomas hire, like you said, it's a fit. Um, a lot of a lot of the things that these that that this data can't see is chemistry. You know, yeah. Um, and communication between coaches. That's a lot of things that the numbers just can't quantify. Um, you know, the, the, the quickest way to, to, to stop progress is to, keep, is, confu- is to confuse communication. So if you can keep communication constant throughout that staff, that has to count for something, but the numbers can't capture that. We, we like Glenn Thomas. He, um, he was a, he was a, a above average quarterback coach in, in, uh, in, in college. His, he has a great uh, progression year to year, which is something we really, really pay attention to, which means his quarterbacks, um, you know, I think it was like, I think around 8% per year progression, um, year over year, um, and, and, and their, in their, in their, in their production. So I really like what he did in the college level. We don't track NFL numbers because the NFL is such a different game with so many different factors than, mm-hmm. than, than college. So we kind of leave that over to itself. But um, I, I really like what he's done in, in, in the college game. I think he'll be an excellent uh, addition to the staff. A lot of guys out there in 2024. I, so now it's like I'm a little paranoid, right? I, I, I did. I told Robbie and some of these guys that have asked me close over 100 years for Tony White at Nebraska. I put it at one and a half. I, I, my heart wants to take the over, obviously, being personally invested. But you got you know got guys like Narduzzi and – Clark Lee and Sam Pittman and Dave Aranda. You've got Napier. Yeah, I mean, Pittman. <laughs> you got some guys where some jobs could be open. You Do you expect this to be a pretty volatile year for some really good jobs? Because on paper, it seems like there could be some potential openings. Yeah, I don't know if I'd put yeah. Clark Lee and Vandy at, you know, or Pittsburgh with, with Florida, but I'm just saying generally speaking. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, you know rent due notices coming coming for some of these coaches, you know. So um, I, I think I think Baylor is is you know one of the top of the list there. Um, anytime. Are you he, surprised that he struggled? I am. Me too. Because you know he he started off really well, and he I think he is 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 once again a. Um, a victim of he hired really well. His first staff was he hired really well there. It slowly got cherry picked, mm. and he was slow to backfill it. So, a lot of a lot of for, especially first time head coaches, like like Aranda was right. That's what trips them up is that they hire a really good first staff. Okay, then when they're in the storm and things are swirling around them, and then all of a sudden they have to go out and then restaff again. That's where the challenge comes in, and that's what we do at Matrix Analytical is to help those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Adam, I we talk a lot about, obviously, the head coach and coordinator positions, but um, you, you talked about what you guys kind of do at Matrix Analytical. Who are some, and they don't have to be your guys, but who are some of the kind of down-the-line hires that you think people did the best job with this year? Well, um, just at any any position, position coaches, yeah, just coordinators. Yeah, okay. any any non head coaches that you thought were particularly good hires this this cycle. Well, I'll give you a real sneaky one that people probably aren't talking about. A couple of them, okay. Don't um, say Tim Brewster. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something um, though? Because I mean, Kirk's got to know what he's doing. Yeah, 
Uh, Tim, Tim Lester, yeah. He, I said Brewster. I meant Lester. Yeah, I mean, Lester, it's a big upgrade over what they had before. The thing about Tim Lester is his numbers are actually pretty decent in, in, in our system. Especially his, the last couple of years. It's kind of sneaky. Uh, yeah. He, I know, I know, and, and, and you look, you look at, it, at his at his career. He has really wide goalposts, so he can be really, really, really bad, but he mm. can also put out some really, 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 really good numbers. Mm. So, with a guy like that, we we if, if Iowa would have been our client, we would have said, okay, interview this guy, um, see what you think. It's it it's a you call on this one because his goalposts are really wide. We don't know what to expect. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, now, a couple other really sneaky good hires down the road in Lawrence. Okay, they lost Scott Fuchs, you know, their, their offensive line coach to the NFL. They went out and they hired uh, Daryl, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Alpaga, Alpaza? Alpaza, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Northern Illinois. That was a really good hire. Mm. <laughs> that was a really good hire. We, 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 we've liked him for a long time in Northern Illinois, and he finally is getting his chance at the Power 5 level. Um, another guy... This just happened. Another hire that just happened this morning from a guy that uh, we really like. Wisconsin got their uh, defensive coordinator or I mean, defensive line coach EJ Whitlow from Air Force. That was a really good hire. That was quietly his staff is legit. No DB that Wisconsin <laughs> staff. I, I they're they're top five in the country. <laughs> you, you don't have to tell me. I. I uh, that was probably the that was the outside of Kate. That was the one school I was probably fearful of because you could, you could see it. They speak it. It's very clear the direction that they want to move with their staff. Very very it, clear. Once again, we come back to the communication element of it of it, mm. and you know it's you want progress. You can keep the communication lines clear and open, and and it uh, it usually follows. But um, man, that that is a really good staff, and they just they just added to it with EJ Whitlow. I already think Hitchler's a stud. I mean, yeah, he's he's right there on par with Tressel, and I know Tressel gets a lot of the run, but Hitchler he he's pretty. They're they're legit. No, yeah, that whole staff is 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 is, is very impressive. Um, you know, Luke Fickle has. Has done a really good job of not only has had did he did he field a, a, a great staff to begin with, but he's backfilled it now a couple times with guys who have left with more quality guys. Hmm. So he knows what he's doing. He's he's going to be a headache in the Big Ten at Wisconsin either you know sooner or later. So. Size this up for me because I we, you know we talked about this with hoops and and the Big East and their coaching prowess and the Big Twelve and. At the top, when you look at the Big Ten's coaching prowess from head coaches, and as you've stated numerous occasions, your assistants are very important. This on paper looks like a very difficult conference to coach in because of it seems to be a lot of quality. Uh, yeah, I mean we have the Big Ten is the Big Ten. Is, big, okay, the Big Ten is is a shark tank of coaching. Okay, mm, really? when we have a, when, we, when 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 we when we have a a Big Ten client come to us asking us for help that's the conference we usually don't send new coaches to because they will get eaten alive mm. <laughs> it's, <laughs> great it's it's a tough tough conference it's, it's it's the best coach conference according to our data in the country seems like it it's and you're adding 
it was a lot more scary when when DeBoer was at Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, that didn't like, bother me at all. I was like, oh okay. Lose Harbaugh and DeBoer in the same cycle. I don't. I was hoping they made moves at Oregon. Like, <laughs> isn't there another job you want or some big openings? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, it's I, as a, yeah, as a you know, I, I have to be I have to, I have to stay neutral. But when, I, when I'm looking at these numbers and stuff, but as a Nebraska fan, I was not. You know, my heart didn't hurt at all to see him go to Alabama. <laughs> Get him out of the league. Uh, Adam, we appreciate your time. Really good stuff there, as always. I'm sure we will catch up again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. That's Adam McClintock. He's the college football professor. Uh, get a little smarter when we talk to, yeah, to Adam. Yeah, Lester seemed like a good hire. Yeah, I, I mean, it's easy to clown Iowa, just because they're Iowa, right? I don't but, say anything until we start winning more. Yeah, that's fair. And that's <laughs> like, totally fair. God. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't take any shots. There might be a little bit of like Schadenfreude there with uh, with the Iowa hate and I, stuff like that. Wisconsin, I know, is good. Yeah. I'll be curious to see. So you know, who I think comes way, way, way back to the like they may be in trouble. Who? Ready? Michigan. Minnesota. Oh yeah. I'm a little worried about Michigan next year. Being a monster or coming back? Coming to back pack? to the pack a little bit. Well, I mean, there's no place to go but. But down, right? But I, I think they might come further down than people realize. Minnesota may be in that, that four-win range. And P.J. won it out. Like, and weird things up there. We'll get into more on Heard at Sports Radio coming up next. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are also live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And I want to tell you about our friends over at the Omaha Supernovas. They fell on Wednesday to the Columbus Fury on the road. They are back at it again on this Sunday. They're going to be in Orlando trying to have a rematch with the Orlando Valkyries, who they beat just uh, a few days ago here in Omaha. But they'll be back in town on March 14th. I know it seems like a long way away. It's just a couple weeks from now at the CHI Health Center, 7 p.m. start against the Atlanta Vibe. Make sure you go to supernovas.com. You can check out their schedule. And, of course, you can buy tickets. You can get some merch. They've got some pretty sweet gear out there. Make sure you follow along with Omaha's professional volleyball franchise, the Supernovas. That's March 14th is when they return home. Make sure you go get your tickets at supernovas.com. Kind of returning to some of the comments that we had in the YouTube stream regarding uh, you, you had somebody ask you who was the baseball version of Bo Jackson. We had a couple really good uh, entries here. The first one, and let me see if I can find who said it. It was Matt on the YouTube stream. Tim Lincecum's a really good one. Yeah, I think I, I like that one a lot just because, again, it's in my wheelhouse. But I think I found a better one. Okay. Because he's a Carolina guy. Who is it? Matt Harvey. Ooh, Matt Harvey's a good one. That dude fell off a cliff. Uh, I, rem- I, t- I took pictures with Matt Harvey. I probably, I, you know, he had the cool nickname, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, um, Carolina guy. There's kind of a mystique around him. And... I, I bet you he didn't get more than probably 
three good ones. Yeah, so about and a pretty steep cliff too. Yeah, so about two and a half. His first year, he only started ten games as a rookie, but he was good. Uh, then he had two good years in 2013, 20. Well, and he missed one, so 2013 and 2015, yep. he was good. But after 2015, he fell off. I mean, not another sub four five ERA. First three I, I, years. I like the Lincecum one too. Lincecum's really good. He had that four year stretch. Because when he went when he went from great, he didn't just was he wasn't just good. He was bad. Yeah. He didn't go from like great to okay. He was bad. Yeah, he didn't go from like great to okay or great to decent. He and went to from great to not functional. And I and I'm obviously a very much anti-Giants. Sure. So I pay a ton of attention. Lincecum was always a medical runner because he was a little guy. He was really small. You know, I always... And that was always the concern with him, too, was, okay, how's he going to hold up? So do you know who I kind of just... Who I used to... And he's probably... He's my favorite... They list him at 5'11". That's not accurate. No. He's my favorite non-Nebraska... Or... This guy is my favorite non-friend Nebraska pitcher... Shane Komenay reminded me a little bit of Tim sure. Lincecum. Yeah, it, Tim Lincecum. You know, because I'm in college, yeah. and Komenay's after that, and I could see what was actually going on was like si- – Lincecum was a little guy. He was. Hey, he smoked entirely too much, <laughs> you know. Like, Fair. Uh, Fair critique. I mean, he was kind of a puka shell. Yeah, he was He was your You know, sort how of many bowls, how, you know, California. Like, like five-footers, like – he was totally that guy. West Coast bro, yeah. But for a little guy, he threw so he th- hard. Well, you know, he had that max, that really max effort. Yeah, over the top. Delivery. Yeah. And that's what concerned people, right? They're like, ah, is that going to be sustainable? And, you know, for a for a stretch there, he was the best pitcher in baseball. There was a about probably a three-year stretch, maybe four-year stretch, where you could argue he was the best player in baseball. He won back-to-back Cy Youngs. He was phenomenal. And then... Fell off the cliff. Yeah. So Komane is another one of those guys I probably have a blind spot. Sure. I love Shane Komane. Roy Hallou. Like, if you just talk collegiate. Mm, sure. I, I think I have a blind spot for Hallou. I think I like Hallou more than most people. I love Roy Hallou. I think people gravitate towards Burkhead a little more than Hallou. But I love Roy Hallou I thought was so good. Uh, it's kind of irrational. Yeah. Uh, he was phenomenal. He was a really, really good college running back. Un- unbelievable. He kind of gets lost in the Burkhead, Amir Abdullah, like kind of that era of running back. But Halu, I mean, I think Halu was probably a touch better than Burkhead as a runner. Amir probably gets. I mean, you could make the you could make the case. I'm not gonna go like you don't have to get it all the way into this. We'll get to Ramon in yeah. a second. You could make the case that there are some similarities. In terms of their Q rating, mm-hmm. Rex Burkett has a very, oh, very, yeah. very, very high. Super likable guy. Likable little lore. But the productivity, for a guy that was really good, mm-hmm. the productivity doesn't match the love. That's fair. Right? Now, he was pretty productive. He's, yes, that's at, what at I'm Nebraska. saying. Yeah. So it's not a – I think it's where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the bow thing where Rex is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. The reverence for him is really, 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 really high. Yeah, it's not his fault that there's a gap between those two things because he is a really good player. He's he's top five beloved. Oh yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I think that's why the the Roy. I think 
during that stretch. It was such a good – there was a good run on running backs, man. I, I there was. the practice I went to that had Burkhead, Amir, Aaron Green, and Braylon Hurd. Ooh, that's a that's a good that's a good group. Rob Brown was coaching them. I went over in the corner to watch, and I was like, oh, "One of you guys not going to make it unless you get it in gear." Yeah, well, a couple of them didn't make it. Braylon Hurd ends up at Kentucky. So, do you know Aaron what it was though? TCU. Not so much with Braylon, but mm-hmm. more Aaron is the first two guys' work ethic mm-hmm. was considerably mm-hmm. different than the other two. Well, that's kind of. I mean, they were sprinting to get more reps, and I and my I was having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh." Uh, Amon, LP, Clinton, like yeah, you you better match the lead horse, or you're gonna get left behind. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Well, and one of the things, you know, one of the things that was so likable about Rex Burkhead was the whole Jack Hoffman thing, right? I mean, that was a big part of what ended up being his legacy. He at was a great early on. I don't know, like if they started to nerd because he had a few nag. He was a great practice player. Rex, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Amir was a great practice player. Yeah, and was, I wondered if the young. I wondered if those guys could could match it. Yeah, they were setting an elite level pace. Real quick before we get to Ramon, since I brought it up, 11th annual Team Jack Gala presented by Fat Brain Toys, toys coming up tomorrow in Lincoln. Many great auction items to get involved with. Visit TeamJackFoundation.org to participate. You can also just donate directly on the website there. Find out what other events they've got coming up. But the 11th annual Team Jack Gala presented by Fat Brain Toys tomorrow in Lincoln. Visit TeamJackFoundation.org for more. On the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline, let's get to Ramon. He's got a thought on the best player of all time. Uh. Ramon, what's up? Hey, what's up, fellas? Ramon, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, so I, so I was saying in general because I was listening to the wrangling over the running backs lately with you guys. <laughs> it's, not, it's not me. And I'm not in there. <laughs> I want to remind you to never underestimate the power of confirmation bias. Okay. Uh, I, I once had a report, a major report uh, that was doing a direct comparison of Claritin and the Allegra medication, right? And one was done by the makers of Claritin and one was done by the makers of Allegra. Both had thousands of test subjects, all this data, and the result, Claritin said theirs was by far better Allegra said theirs was by far better, and they had all this data supporting their point of view. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you can look at data points and make them mean whatever you want them to mean. So, I mean, according to Bo Jackson fans, if he hadn't have been hurt, he would have ran for 7.2 million yards <laughs> in his career. 7.2 well, mi- million, huh? Is that all? Right. <laughs> if, he, if he hadn't have been hurt, right? Right. So, we're, we're, sometimes people don't really care about the facts. I get, I get the facts are important, but not to everybody. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, speak, speaking of facts, you got anything I need to be watching? I'm always looking for a, a, a TV show. Well, one of the one of the mo- more recent ones people have been talking about is Griselda. Did you see that? No, I'm not interested. Um, is that the Sofia Vergara one? Yeah, drug, yeah. drug kingpin yeah. rise to fame. I'm not a big cartel guy. You're not a cartel guy. No. What? I, I know. I know. My, I got a buddy, Chris. I got a buddy who my Kravanek, he who's like all in on those shows. Like, you know, I'm just like I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Give me another one, quick. Yeah. Give me another one. I don't. I don't like Sophia Vergara either, and I know I'm gonna get kicked out of here. But that that's not what? much. I know. Uh, stop. No, stop. What? I get it. I get it. 
One you said you liked before, the older one, Mayor of Easttown. Ooh, that's a good one. One of the great ones. That's hey, that one. was an unbelievable series. That was really good. And it was quick. Ramon, appreciate the call. We will uh, talk to you again soon. That's on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. Coming up next, we'll wrap up hour number two. Where's the time gone, DB? Severus, we're going to want to fight me over I'm, Sophia. I'm losing my voice a <laughs> little bit. Been yelling too much the last couple days. It's okay. We'll be back with more Hornet Sports Radio. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up our number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. Want to remind you about our friends over at the War Horse Sportsbook and Casino. We've had a lot of activity on that War Horse Sportsbook hotline the last couple days. But you can have some activity over at the Sportsbook in Lincoln or in Omaha. In Omaha, you go over to Horseman's Park at 6303 Q Street. At uh, In Lincoln, you just go over to the casino there. You can place you can place sports bets on nearly every major sporting event. All sorts of bets available to you. Straight bets, the live in-game bets that me and B. Edwards were fawning over yeah, you guys yesterday. Are weird. Had a good time there. You do parlays, props. Pretty much anything you can think of, you are able to do over at Warhorse Sportsbook. So make sure you go visit our friends there. Go to Warhorse uh, uh, WarhorseCasino.com slash sportsbook for uh, additional details and a full list of house rules. Warhorse Sportsbook, no bets, no glory. What's up, DB? Oh, no, I just it's just funny. I asked my I asked Chris um because uh, I it, Narcos was the show that at one time he was fixing something uh, at my old place and he's. He he can talk and work. He's mm-hmm. just talking and working at the same time. He's like, yeah, you know, this show Narcos. I've kind of been in, and he had his um, to his two kids at the time were over. One was downstairs with Micah, and his, his daughter was waiting out in the truck. And he's just telling these random stories as he's fixing it. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're interrogating this guy. And I'm kind of paying attention. I'm kind of not because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him a to-go plate to go right because I wanted to make sure that he ate. So. I knew he he likes those kinds of shows, and for a guy like you that is uh, that always needs a happy ending, I'm like, eh, it's probably a little heavy for you. Not, but always. it's kind of like that for me too. Yeah. So I, but there are all those shows, right? Cocaine Cowboy, Narcos. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a cartel guy, but he just said like right on cue. He's like Griselda. He said it's mid. The only show I could think of that's got cartel prominence that I'm a big fan of is Breaking Bad. And I wouldn't say I've never seen it. I wouldn't say it's cartel focused, but they are a part of the the conversation in there. I don't typically watch those. Like I didn't see Snowfall, even though didn't TikTok Snowfall. made made Snowfall seem like it would be good. Breaking Bad's really good. I, I I didn't see the one. I didn't see Better Call Saul. I didn't see Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul is good also, but I mean you can't really Watch one without the other, I, I would say. Are you swayed by whether you like the person in the movie? Oh, or 100%. I am too. 100 There's I, some people I just don't like. Yeah. But some people have won me over. Yeah. Like, you know, like Kiefer Sutherland. I never liked Kiefer Sutherland until 24. But I'm kind of like this with Tom Cruise. I, I, I'm the same way. There's a couple roles that I really like him in. I love Top Gun Maverick. I think that's a phenomenal movie. Really, really enjoy it. I like a couple of his other movies. Like, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? No. Really so good the movie. really the only real Tom movie. Cruise movies like I would say that I'm like a few good men. I love a few good men. 
Um, but like I, I'm out on the Mission Jerry Impossible. Jerry Maguire. Like, I've I never seen any Mission Impossible. The Mission Impossibles don't do it for me at all. But I watch the Reachers in the wrong order. I only uh, watch the the his Reachers mm-hmm. because of the Amazon, Amazon Reachers with the giant guy. So I just saw the last two Reachers in the last year. Yeah, and they've been out a while. But I only went back and but I binged the first Reacher literally. This is honest to God, true story. Yeah. 3.30, 3.45 on a Friday morning into Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Through making breakfasts till about 12 o'clock on Saturday noon, I watched the first go-around of Reacher. Because those were already out. Can Season I? two, they released. Sequentially. Yeah, which I hate. Yeah, I just drop them all. Just drop them just all at the same me, time. Just let me watch Just let me it. binge it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like Reacher. Can I, can I be honest with you here for a second? Absolutely. I don't know how you function as a human being. Oh, I mean, that's why I have bad days. No, but like it's the the sleep stuff. It's not healthy. I don't understand it. It's at not all. healthy. I have to sleep. Like I, I can get away with it a couple days in a row, but I could not live. I that mean, way. I wish I could. Yeah. Like don't, don't like don't let me kid you into thinking this is a good idea. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying it's a good idea. But considering I know that that's not an unusual thing for you to do. Mm. I am shocked by how functional you are. Yeah. Well, when you have people running around the house all the time, and sometimes you don't always want to, you know, you don't know if Zoe has her headphones on and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. I, I want to, uh, there's stuff I want to watch. So I I watched three episodes of Monarch yesterday just to get and you caught got, up. And you got to make time for it. I mean, it's in the morning when the kids aren't up, it's in the morning. It's yeah. easier for me because I can watch whatever I want whenever I want, right? Because it's, you know, there's no kids around. And yeah. I was barely at home yesterday afternoon because I had to do a – Mike and I were ripping and running um, just because he had an appointment. And I didn't know about it until like up until like the last 30 minutes because yeah. they were just doing me a favor, so I had to like be on standby. Um, and so like I just – I try to just sneak in time when I can. Mm-hmm. And that's where you consistently have time is middle of the night. Yeah, and I'm not tired. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, like, I, I don't know. I'm not always tired on the front end, but if I don't get my sleep, I will be a problem on the back end. Yeah. That's where, that's where I run into trouble. Like I said, I can do it a couple of days in a row, but if I have to do it for more than about a week, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, the, 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 the mayor of Easttown. So Ramon has, like, seen everything. Mayor of Easttown's a great. It was a great. See, and that's one where, like, and I, 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 I like her. Yes, I do too. So um, that, was, that was, it was an. It, she's it was, very compelling. And it was quick. Yeah. It was, it was like six, eight episodes. Yeah. It was pretty fast. So the one that's I, where that's like that doesn't have like a real happy ending, and I like that one. Well, the, so here's the one I'm going to commit to, but it's long, so I'm a little intimidated. Okay, but I'm like seven episodes in. I'm going to make it through Peaky Blinders. Oh, Peaky Blinders! So he dominates my TikTok. First of all, Killian Murphy is incredible. He's one of the people on the opposite ends where if he's in something, I want to watch it. Right? I love Oppenheimer. Love that movie. Yeah, I'm probably not sitting through that. That's fine. You don't have to. I, I also have a weird affinity for, like, I, I have, like, a fascination about, like, nuclear things. Weird. So, I mean, you're the guy that's obsessed with orca whales. Don't come at me with that. At least it's strategic. I mean, nuclear, it's like one No, it's and the done. science of it. Like it's the, like one and done, bro. The science of, like, how nuclear Co- things work fascinates me. Listen, let's not push. Let's not. Uh, okay, stop. What? <laughs> let's not compare. A one-and-done button push. Well, it's not ju- no it's to the strategic hunting in family structure. No, you're thinking of, of orcas. You're thinking of only the bomb. I'm talking about like nuclear energy. Like I'm fascinated with what was wrong at, at Chernobyl. 
fascinated. Well, take a dive in the river. See what happens. See what, tell I, me what you can find. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let me I know like, what you can find. I like the science of it. It's not just the pushing the button and the explosion. I like the science of how they got there. Yeah. So, like, Chernobyl is really fascinating to me. Oppenheimer is really interesting to me. Um, but Killian Murphy is so good. I really... Peaky Blinders is good. I really love the first. Like, like one out of every 12 things I scroll through yeah. is Peaky Blinders. He, the first four seasons are And like, I like Tom Hardy, too. I like Tom Hardy, too, a lot. God, I got a secret kind of a th- I, he, I think he's sensational. He's another one of those guys where it's like, yeah, I might watch something just because he's in it. Yeah. Um, I will say, the first four seasons that of Peaky Cruise Blinders. That Cruise thing is funny. I don't like Tom Cruise either. But, it, I don't know what But it his is. good stuff is really good. It, it is. But I'm not going to go see something just because he's in it. And his bad stuff is, is really, really bad. I just don't think he's believable because he's a little guy. Well, not just that he's believable. It's just he's always sort of being Tom Cruise. No, and I do like a lot of bad movies. Yeah. But like, it's, like, it's like Blind Spots we talked about earlier. You know they're bad movies. Yeah. Right? I'm not trying to talk you into I would try to push Joe Dirt on you, though. <laughs> Joe Dirt's funny. I watched some bad CGI animal stuff. Yeah. You know, like Mega Python. Like, I'll go. Speaking of Tom Cruise, not his version, but. Like, I'll go back and watch the original Mummy with, like, Brendan Fraser. And, like, I understand that's not a good movie. I still enjoy it. Yeah, there's a funny story about me confusing actors in The Mummy. Who are <laughs> I, had, I, do, I did have kind of a crush on, uh, what's the actress in that one? Uh, oh, Rachel. No. Rachel Weisz. I kinda, I, I kinda had, when I was a kid, I had a little crush on Rachel Weisz. I was, like, oh, 12, 13 years old. Out. Out? Yeah. That's all right. But there are, uh, listen, I'm, a not, good, but I'm, I, I'm not here to judge you. Like, I've grown out of some, I had some. Really bad taste. That's one of those where it's like, hey, I understand The Mummy's a bad movie. I still like it. I'm going to enjoy watching it even though. So I don't, it doesn't always have to be art, you know. It can just be entertainment. Yeah. Like I've, I've kind of grown out of the Alicia Keys thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. I mean, still all in on Erica Badu, even though she's bald. But Is she bald now? She is. I didn't know that. She's stunning. Who is she married pretty. to? Uh, Common. No. I, I, I don't think they're together anymore. Oh, they were. They were she was married to somebody famous. I, I think it was Common. Is Isn't that right? It? I think. How do I spell Badu? Oh, uh, there we go. I got it. Yeah. We'll and it, it's it Erica with a Y. Y-A-H. Yeah, I was, I was all the way out on that one. Weird. Or and who am I missing? Is it common? Uh, we're, we're looking here. We're, we're trying to figure it out. Dude, what's wrong with your wiki? I don't Are know, man. Are you big fingering the keys or what? Okay, so she, okay, she was with Common for a while. She also had uh, Andre 3000 for a minute. Uh, two guys I'm huge fans of. Isn't that funny? I do like Outkast a lot. Back in my idiotic days, so basically like 05 to, no, 04 to, no, 03 to. <laughs> Just keep making that range wider. 03 Whatever to like the hell it is. I was a big Andre 3000 guy. That, I mean, that's like the outcast. That's why I got into like bow ties. You were into bow ties? Yeah, I have probably seven. Eight. Oh, man. Still can't tie one, but I was, I was a bow tie guy. I have to, man, I have to see a picture of, of DB in a bow tie. Like that's. I can't even imagine that. That's not great. It's hard enough to imagine you because, like, you don't dress up very often except for on, like, a broadcast. You know what's fun? I'll, 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 I'll tweet you a picture. I bet I have. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I bet I have 17 suits. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got that. My dress shirts alone on my bottom row, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Which is funny because you don't wear them. I used to wear them every day day well yeah because you were you were working in yeah, different jobs ev- every day yeah i have never worn suits every day and i i'm pushing 20 i just like suits i yeah. like having suits i like wearing suits i need to have a few retailered but. Uh, if i you know i i can i got i got a guy i can we'll figure it out no i got a great spot yeah oh yeah 
right. Mine's my mom. Right, my right. mom tailors all my suits. Really? Yeah. My mom used to. Now she sends me right up the street. She was a uh, she was a professional tailor for a long time. Really? My mom was. Yeah. That's how her and my dad met. My dad sold men's suits and she tailored them. There's a joke in there, but I'm done. Yeah, what are you going to do? Coming up next, we got Mike Sauter. He'll be joining us on the uh, World I have no idea what that line. segment was. I don't either. We were talking about the cartel, I think. <laughs> Listen, it's not any more unhinged than most of our statements. Yeah. Here we or go. yours, anyway. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. My bad. We got Sauter coming up next year on Hurry Sports Radio. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike Sauter. Kicking off hour number three here on Herdat Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln for our third hour. That's DB. I'm Ravi Lula. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is one Mike Sauter from Hurt at Sports. What's going on, Sauter? You know who that is? What is he talking about? Uh oh. Oh gosh. That's the that's the that's his most impressive athletic accomplishment of all time, is that photo. <laughs> you are out of your freaking mind. Here we go. Like there ain't no way. <laughs> Vincent Edward Bo Jackson. Yep. One of, if not the greatest athlete ever of all time. Jim Thorpe, Bo Jackson. You know why you have, you know. Two of the most opinionated people in America going head to head. You know why you have to go to greatest athlete of all time? Because his actual accomplishments don't justify any the, anything the way we talk about oh him. He broke his hip. Like. Yeah, he wouldn't have he broke his hip. Yeah, and if Greg Oden would have stayed healthy and his legs were the same size, like, what do you want me to do with the injury? I can't play ifs and buts and Candyland with you, you here. Man, I'm sorry you weren't alive back then, bro. That dude was. A I'm not, because if that if all you had was 38 games of running backs to enjoy, then I'm I'm not sorry I missed that. Can, can I? Although I could have been alive and I might have missed it just by blinking, so it's fine. Oh, this dude, see. See, you just couldn't let it ride. No, I cannot let it ride. Listen, if he chooses violence, I'm choosing violence back. Hey, I'm so, not. I, I might be Indian, but I'm not Gandhi. All right, no pacifism. Oh, here. No pacifism on this one here. All right. Hey, as you can see, I'm not going on hunger strikes anytime soon. Shane, I It's it's okay. I wasn't alive. Nothing wrong with a Mahatma Gandhi reference at 9 o'clock <laughs> on Friday. Put that on your bingo card. I wasn't alive when Jim Thorpe was, you know, doing his thing either. But I know that man was a bad dude. So, like, <laughs> we're just pre- we we're just pretending like Jackie Robinson doesn't exist. We're just hey, pre- hey. We're just pretending. We're just hey. pretending like Kyler Murray wasn't a top 10 draft pick in both things. Like, we're just pretending like we're pretending like Deion Sanders you isn't. Just, no, no, no. Oh, whoa, whoa. Listen. <laughs> Listen, we're, Kyler Murray has almost as only has 38 fewer career games in Major League Baseball than Bo has in the NFL. So the comparison's not as crazy as you think. We're just going to pretend like Deion Sanders isn't the best cover corner of all time and had a better baseball career than Bo Jackson, right? <laughs> the thing you're obsessed with is the thing that could have happened but didn't. That's what you're obsessed with. Hey, Mike, how are your daughters? <laughs> your daughter feeling all right? She feeling better? She doing okay? Uh, a little better this morning. We're not at the 102 temp. So which one? 
Uh, Leighton, the oldest one. Oh, well, Lily had well, Lily had croup like all week, so she has been home all week. So that that high temp sick thing has ripped through houses. Mm. Yeah, it's smoking our house right now. So um, we're yeah we're back down to about ninety nine point one or something this morning. Still not going to school and missing the like mom prom grandma thing tonight. Whatever kid damn. I wasn't invited, so I I don't know whatever that is. So uh, my kid decided that she you can invite one adult to like the whatever they want to call it the dance thing elementary school dance deal, and uh, grandma got the invite. Dad did not get the invite, so that tells you where. <laughs> I am. Hey, so let me ask you something because this kind of flew under the radar, and I think people just roll their eyes at the NCAA, but. Were you like of all the things that they could put the kibosh on? Was the photo shoot and like decorating of lobbies and taking pictures? It was didn't that strike you as odd? Like what what what, do you th- what was the catalyst for that? Was were people just doing too much on visits or what? Well, I think it was probably just all the fakeness that came with it. At, you know, like oh, show up here, come to you come to campus, and then it's like, and then assistant coach who probably has an in with somebody somewhere is like getting the the uh student intern photographer person to like take a photo and then that kid uses it as clout it's just, it was all just clout chasing so they probably just were sick of the clout chasing is what i'm guessing god it's just interesting there's so many other things to and how are you supposed to enforce that like are they just going to make sure that you like don't send out pictures or yeah i don't know how they because they said you could do it if like I could take it from if I brought my own camera or whatever, I could take a photo if I'm a parent or something or my phone or whatever. So it's just it's weird. It's the it's pretty dumb to like, if you think about it, like, let's figure something else out. Let, how about like, I don't know, fi- get a handle on NIL stuff or something, which will never happen. probably. But. So you're, we're coming off a year in 2024 with a ton of in-state guys. It was highly competitive in terms of of rankings. Will it be more or less difficult with 2025? Um, well, I think it's clear, a little more clear at the top in 25 with Christian. Like, I don't think there's a hmm. – like, do you – I mean, he's the highest-rated guy. Everybody loves him hmm. on national ranking stuff. I mean – you seem like you disagree. I don't know if I disagree. Well, he's he's ours. Sure, yeah. So right. I'm happy about that. But I mean, Tyson is 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 really but, really good. But yeah, but Tyson doesn't do the whole camp thing and never has and doesn't need to and doesn't want to. So he won't get the the national, national yeah yeah he won't get the recruiting I, I service see bump the way so so let me ask you this maybe not from a ratings deal like stars but like when you look at high school productivity still a little more separation or is crowded at the top potentially no it's more i mean tyson terry's started both sides of the ball um can play center guard tackle everywhere on the offensive line can play DN, can play everywhere on the defensive line. Can, I mean, if he was a nose, you'd be okay with that. If he was a three tech, five, whatever, you'd be okay with him playing anywhere up front. So, um, 
I mean, you got you got like yeah, Mooberry, Vermont, Lofton, Cotton. I mean, there's a ton of dudes. There is a ton. There is a ton. I I made a ton of dudes. I'm a big Pierce Mooberry fan. Mm, like a too. big one. I think he is the most talented player. Looks like he's starting to grow a little bit too. I know hoops keeps him down a little, but you could see where his size could be a thing. He's dunking stuff right now too. Well, I mean, so. he's six. But yeah, he's a he's a six five athletic kid. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, I never. Yeah, like I never got. <laughs> never mind. I'm not even gonna go off on no, that too. But like, at a at a certain height, like that doesn't. That's not very impressive. But I, with Mooberry, because I he can high point a ball. Yeah. His and ball he can go. He's unbelievable. Are really and you didn't. So I don't. I don't mind that with with the Pierce reference. And I'm a little biased because you don't yeah. see it a ton. <laughs> I the, like him, but you don't see. You didn't see it a ton because of the offense and things like that. But he like Loki has really really good and ball he, skills. He was mossing a couple of and our guys as a sophomore. Probably going to end up on defense, I would guess. But like his ball skills are really good. I don't good. know. He'd be an outside linebacker. What I, man, maybe. I mean, he, sure, I guess. He's a, he's a super talented dude. I've been, I've been high on Mooberry for a couple of years. You know that. He, he, um, he, he, he dealt us. I'm interested to see hey. what he looks like uh, with, with Burrell. He ended up kind of getting hurt with us, but he, he, uh, he can He gave people up. some problems. No, he's legit. I was watching. I think it was uh, Papillon La Vista when they played early. Miller when he had like 38 tackles. And he was just <laughs> hammering dudes. Yeah. Like he was a chaotic hammer. Yeah. In that deep, like he is, I am a huge Pierce Mooberry guy. So you're saying, so you're saying that, uh, don't do this. Anyway, I want to go back to like don't six, do this. six, six guys that are athletic that just, that should be able to dunk a basketball. We shouldn't make a big deal with like, um, googly eye emojis on Twitter about it. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> you're a child. I'm asking the question. It's a question. <laughs> You're not going to get me. <laughs> Let's talk about I districts. I can't ask a question. Uh, I, You know, listen, if you like googly eyes, then do the googly eyes. No, thing. I'm saying. Like, no, I, 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 would, I would not do the googly eyes. So 6'5 athletic guys, and they just dunk a basketball, which is like should be expected. We shouldn't like freak out over is all I'm saying. I mean, it depends on the kind of dunk. Regular two-hand dunk. Okay, well, yeah, probably, probably not googly eye worthy. You're a child, okay. Sutter. Um, where are you at for districts tonight? It's a great question. Um, if I'm alive by then, or still, um, that uh, thinking Miller North Central or Papio or Lincoln Northeast Papio South, the girls' district finals. Yeah. So, would it surprise you if if uh, I, there's some tough district seedings and let me make sure i have this right so a1 through a7 they seat the ones seed <laughs> seat they seed the ones wild card points do they go backwards seven through one for the twos uh no it stinks but so um for example carney got the seven seed um so gretna was the eight so they do go backwards because yeah. Gretna's in A7. Yeah, so Gretna's okay. in A7 because they're it, eighth overall. We had, this discussion, we had this discussion in our house, and I have to be careful because obviously when you potentially play against teams, you don't want to 
You know, we're not gassing the fire. I'm shocked that Gretna is in such a tough district because when I look at their capability versus some teams that have some higher seeds, I don't know, man. That's a brutal two to have to play. That's yeah. a that's a really really good number two seed. Congratulations, Carney. You get isn't that's that's tough. <laughs> like it's real tough. I don't. I wouldn't want to play Gretna. I said this when it kind of looked like they were going to end up being a two somewhere. As that's the last two seed that you want to play. I wanted to make sure all. I understood that right. So it works backwards. The ones, the ones are ranked one through seven. The twos are ranked seven through one. Which is seven, those, seven back through one. So a best, seven. So the best, the best two, two is in a seven. One. Yeah. The best two plays the yeah. worst one. The next best two is in a six. Because you're next, trying. Yeah. Because you're trying to reward yeah. the best one. Yeah. By not having them. Uh, face it made, the best I just two. wanted to make sure. I, you'd think I would know, but I'm like. No, I mean it's a fair question. How is Gretna in a seven? Yeah, it's, it's like a snake draft. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So that that was a. That was a that was a very interesting conversation in our household. I have I have one guy that has is a lot more loose with his thoughts than the other one. And I could imagine. I think well, I, I wonder which weird, weird. It's the one that's not actually playing. Yep. So it, playing. it turned into a very I'm like, guys, go finish watching Northwestern. Okay. Like <laughs> they have sweet uniforms on tonight. Go check out Boo Booey. <laughs> um Michigan have with them for a minute. Yeah, I, I like Northwestern staff. I did not know McIntosh and those guys, and my guy from Penn State that used to, was going for buckets in like eleven, it, it was on staff at, mm. at at Northwestern. I just keep winning, right? It's it's good. It's good for. No, nah, I'm over the whole comparison thing for the metrics. But um, would I thought we so we looked at the girls brackets to the ladies and a5 was the most difficult with millard north and and central yeah that i mean that or mm, papio south papio south northeast just because it's the seven and eight you know seeded it's teams, I guess. yeah so theoretically it should be the most difficult right, right? but i pious in southeast pious um uh, doesn't have a ton of size that one could be interesting. All these are tonight, by the way. Yeah. Um, North Star Marion is one. North Star, you know, Taverdi's a great coach. But I do I do think, uh, you know, for me, it's either going to be Millard. I'm either going to go to Millard North, which is central, which Nia, like, you, she could go off for 30. Yeah, Severe, or, Severe called yesterday or two days ago. He's, he's a big he's, – he's, he's a big fan. Yeah, so it's one of, I mean, but Miller North does run like 17 girls out there and just can. Well, he only has play. to play if he wants to one senior. Right. Like it, but they, they're deep. Yeah. They're really deep. And uh, I just don't think Central has the depth to keep up with him. But with that pressure, Nia, if she's able to break it, she can just get run out. Like they could just be run out, run. That could be a ping pong ball game. So. Um, but I do think Miller North's probably better. But I, I I need to see Daniela from Lincoln Northeast play. I think. Yep. Um, well, watch her in the doubleheader. This was um, you know, I mean, some months ago, but um, very talented. Yeah, she rebounds everything. So uh, the last time I saw her actually was in South Carolina. Um, the girls were following up AU basketball, so like 
girls were following boy stuff and I was there for an extra day and I just I stayed and uh stayed and watched her for a little bit. She, uh, uh, she can rebound everything. How would you slot C1 in boys? Cuz I feel like we have this conversation every year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the class or it's just this run of teams, but it's kind of dicey again. And I feel like I say that every year about C1 in some sport. Mm. Yeah, well, you have – Auburn's pretty good. Um, and I'm not sure that people understand how good they are. I, I think Auburn's very good. Um, seems like Ma- It seems like Maverick officially has the green light now. You know, it's weird in that offense – yeah, but. no, he he. They're scoring. So Auburn, when I was down there, Auburn's scoring. I went down there watching play Lincoln Lutheran. It's up. Auburn's scoring like sixty-eight. Yeah, it's it's 65. way. It's, it, it's sneak. It's way up. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're scoring a ton, and he's getting shots, and he he's been a four-year starter now for them. Um, good player, and I, Jim Weeks. As long as Jim Weeks is still the coach there, they're going to be good. Uh, because they may or may not practice all year round. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Concordia is good. Ashley Greenwood's good. Sydney, I think, is a little sneaky. Uh, Wahoo, obviously, is good. So. I'm, I'm always scared to, to back Wahoo because I feel like they take the air out of my sails. But I like the community. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, want, I want to. I want to. Don't well, tease me, though. They, they were probably more talented last year. Um, than they were than they are this year, but I don't know. Marcus Glock, if you if he gets any sort of space, it's going up and likely going in. Um, that's what he did Tuesday night against Newman, and right. uh, then you have Donovan Trumbull sitting out there. C one is way more competitive, way better than Class B. Uh, let me just tell you, is, like it's way better. Mike, is there a gap between Auburn and like the the Concordia? I don't think so. No. Ashland Green, what you're talking about, or they're pretty tightly clumped, even though Auburn's undefeated. Yeah, I, I honestly, I could see uh, one of six teams, seven. Oh wow. Maybe okay. And C one win it. Um, so even past I, those I think three, Trumbull's pretty good too. Okay. And like. Let me ask you, you don't have to name them because, I mean, par- parents get mad and fan bases get mad. But real, even coaches, realistically, how many teams could you see winning a state title in Class A? Yeah, we know about all of them. Like, it's not a surprise. But uh, Bellevue West is playing the best right now. Um, they just uh, Okay. I, I'll go with that because they win. But yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. No, okay. They've won. Uh, they have the longest winning streak. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. There, there we go. Because there so, were a couple of those games down the stretch where I was like, yeah. and, but, you know, Bellevue West could be one of those teams where, and this is hard as a coach, because you, know, you kind of have been there. It's like just waiting to get to the playoffs. Yes. Keeping them dialed in every night because they're used to being there at mm-hmm. the end. Like, right. I could see them, and they're playing with, and I hate the term, but they actually are because they're the one seed. They don't even have to win their district. Yeah, I they're mean, playing with house money. They're, it's truly house money. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. They're, and, I mean, they, they likely won't lose their district. I mean, they won't lose. They shouldn't lose their uh, district. North Star, Westview, I don't think. Fair. I mean, yeah. 
Mike, you, you kind of glossed over Class B a little bit, said it wasn't that interesting. Like, get into that a little bit for me. Well, there's uh, nine teams with a winning record in Class B total. So. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Right. I, I get that maybe nobody's that good, but, like, that could make an interesting tournament, right? And Crete's the best team. And experience, too. I mean, yeah, even, time... even though they lost Ehlers, their, their best player, to a knee injury, they're still the best team. Mm, okay. And remember, it, it's it it is in B. It'll be uh, Crete, Norris, Scut, kind of everybody else. Like Ron Colley got the six seed, like the overall six seed as far as district finals are concerned. Mm-hmm. Ron Colley just lost to Scut last night by I was there I thirty twenty eight twenty five something. So, not the most riveting basketball game. You're telling me. The gap, well, the gap is just really far yeah. from like the top three ish. The gap, the gap's real far. Okay, uh, let me get let me get you out of here on this, Michael Jerome. Are you expecting your coach in New York to be the head coach after twenty twenty four? Robert Big Bob Sala. Um, Big Bob. Yeah, when they win the Super Bowl this year, I do expect him. In, oh, 2020, in 2025, I expect him to be the coach um, because we're going to get, like, Mike Evans and uh, some sort of offensive line to block. I hate to break it to you. Mike Evans is going to the Chiefs. Well, they oh. can't sign Evans and um, Chris uh, Jones. Chris, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> well, they might, but I don't know. Would he be at the top of their wide receiver want list? Who else is out there? That, that they would want. I just I just said it Tuesday. Now I'm skipping. Now I'm missing his. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. Hey, I, all I know is oh uh, Cal- Calvin Ridley. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I would take Ridley over Mike Evans. I would too. How much does Mike Evans? Although Mike Evans is probably the uh, so most Mike under. No, good. he's legit. He's pretty good. I, and people put. I did what I'm accusing people of. I kind of poo pooed him. Evans is legit. I just. I think you're going to get more games. Out of, Out of Ridley. Ridley. Fair. Okay, fair. Is, is, is Devontae Adams available? <laughs> You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. As well as KFOR in Lincoln. I'm Ravi Lula. That's DB. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well, where we're having a pretty extensive conversation about bow ties for some reason. Probably because um, of Bo Jackson. Oh, stop it. I mean, just, all, th- just think we how awesome. almost it, were in the clear. Just think of how awesome it would be if him and Tom Brady was on the same team. And he had, like, LT. I, I'll be, on, I'll on, be honest, Shane. I don't know what you're talking and about. Reggie, what, you start talking. No, no, I'm no. just saying, like, if you put all the greatest together, I mean, Bo Jackson just fits right in there with Tom Brady and Lawrence Taylor so and the, Reggie White. So the thing, that you're, the thing you're taking up time with on show right now is wouldn't it have been cool if all the great players played together? Yeah. That's, what you're, that's what's yeah. happening right yeah. now. I mean, Bo just fits right in there naturally. Yeah, for about 15 minutes before his hip falls off and he has to go pretend to play baseball for a minute. Um, all right. It I, is I time just, for the, I, I just want to see Carolina and Virginia tomorrow. It's time for the Warhorse Sportsbook Sports Cleanup. Although I have districts tomorrow. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. I know. Do you need me to stay home and watch the game for you so I can tell you what's going on? Nope. I have, uh, I have this thing called a library. 
I'm just going to text you and be like, hey, score. I can't believe Remember like, when I, you, Did you ever used to do that? What? Like back in the day before you could watch stuff on your phone or whatever, be like, and your buddy was at home and you had to be somewhere, be like, hey, text me scores. I need to know what's going on. Yeah, but see, so people don't weird um, like me when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. Because I, what I do, mm-hmm. like if you ask me the score. To keep you posted. Okay. Yeah. Hey, keep me posted on the score. Once I tell you the original score, mm-hmm. like if I say, hey, um, you know, 34-31 Central over West Side. Mm-hmm. From there on out, if I'm at the game watching, I'm giving you plus or minus. Oh, okay. Plus seven, minus six. From the original that you get. From the original okay, score. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. That's not for everybody, I've learned. <laughs> I'd probably have to get used to it, but I could because it occasionally, out. you know, like, and I'll even sometimes give you time, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to keep typing the same thing over and over because you get the point. Time is crucial. I need the time. Yeah, if like, you're gonna, if I, I can live with the plus minus if you give me the time. Yeah, pay. We're plus eight. Yeah, four to go. I can, I can do that. I can live with that. Cool with that. I think people, you know, it's, it's easy to forget now because we have so access to pretty much everything now. But that was a thing where if you were out somewhere and you wanted to know what was going on, either you told your buddy, hey, I've, I'm DVRing it if it was in the time of DVR or taping it. Don't tell me what happened because I used to tape games. I used to tape games all the time, mostly because I like to rewatch them, but sometimes because I was going to miss it. Or you'd be like, hey, can you call me, text me, whatever? I want to know what's going on. I know you're going to say welcome to 2023 at the time. Mm-hmm. I know it's 2024 now, but yeah. you know where I realized there's a big bank of games where ah, i hate to even say this but um youtube, YouTube. yeah like in their entire <laughs> shut up shane like in their entirety yeah. though i wa- i've gone back and watched pretty much the entirety of boxing is the same like oh, i didn't tons think of boxing i didn't think youtube was like that you didn't used to be able to like early youtube first of all there were time limits on how long the videos could be that's not the case anymore and then there was a lot of copyright stuff. A lot of the leagues have kind of punted on the copyright stuff because they realize that the, like, the, the traction they get and the publicity they get from having their stuff on there is greater than whatever the copyright cost yeah. is. And so they let it happen now. Movies, there's still some on there, but movies is where you'll still get copyright issues on some of the stuff. But I went back a couple uh, – this was, I think – uh, 2020, 2021, I went back and watched every game, almost every game, not quite all of them are on there, but 94, 95, 97, I went back and watched all of them. Oh, football? Yeah, for yeah. Nebraska. Like, yeah. it, like, it's all on there. It's yeah. just out there. I didn't, I mean, you can watch old stuff, too. Yeah, you can, you go can way probably back. go back and watch Bo Jackson games. Um, yeah, but you wouldn't have to take a lot of time to do that, because there's not that many of them. All right. Um, you could get down. You could get through that quicker than than DB got through Reacher. Um, are you guys? Are we going to really act like though that the NCAA did the right thing with talking? Did you you saw Petiti's comments on Monday, right? Or yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. About going to fourteen, and we haven't done twelve. Yeah, that's I listen. <laughs> Why does everything have to be so emotional? <laughs> because I don't know. I'm I'm an emotionally I'm an emotional guy. Um, I get invested in things. So we were on sort of, not opposite sides, but you were much more hesitant about expansion Ex- in the first place than yeah, I was. Yeah, I was anti-expanding Until too quick. you figured stuff out, right? Yeah. You were more on, hey, let's make sure everybody's 
following the same rules. I'd, I'd like a little more uniformity before we invite more people to the party. Which I can agree with. I'm okay with that, right? Where it came off, and I misunderstood your argument at first, so I'm owning that, was it came off to me like you were anti-expansion. You were anti-chaotic expansion. Yeah. Fair? I am on that page now because this is a reckless money grab, and I'm pro-expansion. I am very pro-expansion to the playoff. My, I wanted 16. I wanted, I wanted 16 the whole time. Which is dumb, but fine. Whatever. But <laughs> it makes no sense. There aren't 16 gosh darn teams. Stop. Look, don't get me started. Are there 68 good teams in NCAA basketball? It's different. Do you know why it's different? Because in basketball with rigor, we've seen, we've seen, mm-hmm. Ravi Lula. Yep. We've seen double-digit seeds make runs. Yeah. We have. You cannot name me. You cannot name me a stretch in college football where an underdog has gone on the road and won three consecutive weeks against a better-ranked opponent. It's just not going to happen in football. And that's fair. It's not. How often has that opportunity even arose? Okay, you're that guy. I am. I'm an opportunity guy. I am that guy. Do you know what else? Let's hear it. Foot, college football very rarely, mm-hmm. very, very rarely gets the best team wrong. You don't hear Fair. the they just got hot Fair. like you do in basketball. The NCAA tournament often gets the best team wrong. So, no, nah, I won't even say that until as of late. More often gets the Late. Wrong. It yeah. used to be, but I felt like it was pretty good. Here's the thing. It's still my favorite event of the year. No, that's cool. I, I, so, I... Again, I'm not knocking the entertainment value yeah. because that's why people gravitate towards March Madness. Absolutely. Oh, it's chaos, man. It's, it's the most fun. Yeah, but guess what you want in the Elite Eight and the Final Four? You want you, the Blue Bloods. You want Blue Bloods. You want the, good, you want yeah. the best teams playing in the Elite I've Eight heard, and Final like, Four. People have been saying this for which 30 years, be- since it went from 32 to 64 sure. to 68. Which I deeply believe is what exactly what you would get in college football. Now, and I will say this, unless you just want to be entertained watching college football, you cannot legitimately make the argument that it is better for the game. It's not. That's fair. I'm not going to argue that. It's not. I'm not going to argue and that. It's I, a better television product. And I hate the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So you're <laughs> don't like, okay, and I feel like Bo Jackson here. You're going to limit practice hours. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to limit time that I can instruct and be on the field and call it a safety issue. I mean, you're I'm gonna, not going to. You're going to legislate saying. these hits. Mm-hmm. Out of the game and call it a safety issue. Now you're going to ask him to play seventeen. But now you're going to you're going to say, hey, listen though, yeah. for the right price, you can play a lot longer yeah, you can play and play games. more games. Whatever, sixteen, seventeen hours. Are we cool? No, it's, sure. It's hypocrisy. And, 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 I agree. and don't give me the D two D three argument. Well, they do it all the time. And you know what? I will say this. It's fine. They've managed it with their semesters. But guess what? The same four usual suspects are always at the end of all that all those brackets, whether it's Mount Union, whether it's Whitewater, whether it's NDSU, whether sure. it's SDSU, the same usual suspects are there at the end of the day. Now, will there be more balance in college football and will there be more seats at the table? Cool. Doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be more teams that can win it. So if you tell me, hey, this is strictly for entertainment value, not because we want to find the best team, uh, okay, I can't debate that. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's preference. 
I like hash browns. You may like mashed potatoes. That's fine. I'm not. I'm a hash brown guy, but I get wh- whatever. Right? No, I'm not. It's I'm, personal preference. I think 16 is more fun. That's my only argument. My that's goal, my only argument. The goal of the playoffs for me in college football is to find the best team. That's sure. what I want. I think it's that's what I want. And so, that's fair. Uh, if, so you feel like Bo Jackson around the corner right now, just breaking a 58 yarder? Like if it's that's nothing. what I'm just ignoring him. If that's what you want. I, I don't have an argument and, and, against it. But so I now don't. look what happens. So now you're watching two conferences mm-hmm. just flex the heck out of their muscle. Yep. We're going to end up with basically a 48 team league before this is over. So why would so why did we work backwards? We couldn't even get to an 8 or 9 game con- That's all I asked. And I, I agree. That's all I asked. I think everybody should be playing within the same parameters. Be, because you had conferences at each other's throats because they couldn't understand whether you wanted eight average teams and two good ones, whether you wanted to be like the Big Ten and have parity reign supreme. You want the bottom to have every good as opportunity. Until you figured out all that stuff, it was it was going to be chaos. And now it's even worse because we couldn't – we, we couldn't even establish a dress code. Now anybody gets to come. Yeah, that's fair. All of those things are fair. I will say, my only argument for expansion, I think it's more fun. Yeah. I do think they should have figured their stuff out before. Yeah, now it's bad. And now we're in a bad way. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're in a weird spot, and they're going to have to work backwards. I mean, hey, kind of like they did with NIL, right? Just take the reins <laughs> off, and here we go. <laughs> You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're wrapping up the show here on a Friday here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. I'm Ravi Lula, DB here with me. want to remind you that it's time for you to get ready for a game-changing experience. Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill, Omaha's premier sports bar, is now hiring at the La Vista and Gretna locations. If you haven't heard more than just a sports bar from the elevated pub fare and handcrafted pizzas to diverse range of craft spirits and classic cocktails live events and shows there's something for everybody currently hiring for all positions positions so join the team today and be part of the excitement visit in person between february 26th and march 1st 10 a.m to 4 p.m at the gretna location for on-the-spot interviews and hiring, or you can visit herdatsportsbar.com slash careers to apply. Make every game day unforgettable at Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, where f- sports, food, fun, and live entertainment all come together. Uh, we will be joined by Matt Verzal here in just a minute um, as we wrap up the Friday show He wanted here. two minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, so Two minutes. I don't actually think we're that far apart on what we want out of this college football playoff thing because I agree they needed to get their ducks in a row before they started expanding, and they really didn't do that. They're sort of just like, hey, this seems like a great idea. So, so now instead of the six we get to argue about, we get to argue about 12, and then that'll be for a year, and then It'll be we'll, 14. Argue, we'll argue about 14. Yeah, and I, I mean, I thought it made the most sense if you were going to expand from four just because it's going to end up at 16. It is. I just don't I, – I, I guess I just don't love the, the bullying of the position, right? Because it just seems like double talk. You, you want to flex capitalism, but yet it, it's, it sends – not f- to get too deep. It just sends mixed messages. Would you feel better about it if they just openly said, hey – 
there's way too much money on the table here for us not to do this. We're going to keep expanding. Yeah, at least you would leave it to me to decide whether you want whether to I could handle it or not. Right? right? Just don't just don't pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of what the NCAA has always done, though, right? They're like, I oh. mean, n- not as not as blatant. Look, so you you look haphazard, okay? When you didn't even give the the dozen eggs a chance to settle before Fair. you want to crack two that's more. That's one of the more ridiculous that, like, processes. That, it comes we've across seen. as like you didn't really think it through. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent agree there. No denying that. There. That's all. Um, but I also don't need my pound of flesh. If you want to watch a couple of teams play, mm-hmm. sacrifice their guys, to kn- and know that they're not going to win a championship for the sake of entertainment, that's cool. Maybe that's the one-off to regulate guys playing in bowl games. Sure. You know, because yeah. maybe if they're playing in meaningful games, they'll play, but... Probably eh. more. I mean, you're going to you're gonna have more guys that play we'll, in a we'll, playoff we'll, game. We'll see. I mean... I think... You, you, think, you think the 16th seed getting a chance to make a run, or the 14th seed? Maybe. I don't that, know. That has the number two rated wide receiver is going to, you know, make a run at these next four games? I mean, it's a fair question. I don't know. I maybe, will s- maybe Matt will know. Do we have him? Oh, we have him? Yep. Are sure. you producing? Yep. Thanks for letting us Thanks know. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, we've got Matt Verzel here on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. Verz, how are you this morning? Well, I am all right, fellas. I have a bone to pick with Robbie, but we can get to that when we need to. Let's, oh, let's just start off. Let's do it. Let's wait, 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 wait. Do I can do? I, am I in this at all? Because <laughs> I can might just be okay. All right, go ahead. Let's do it. Do your thing. So, a bald, spectacled man was in Paisans last night, and I, all due respect, I don't listen to the show. I don't have time to listen to things. Okay, but. He told me that you said that one Bo Jackson was overrated. Oh, God. Did he provide much context there or no? He did. He said your argument was that he only played four years of professional football. So here's, here's let, me, let me paint a picture for you here, Verse. Um, so we were having a conversation. You better, you better be a Picasso. I mean, if it's Picasso, you're not even going to recognize it. Um, Fair. Only because I've been here. So uh, we had a call yesterday, call, text, something, that included Bo Jackson as one of the greatest running backs of all time. I took exception to that because while I consider him a very great athlete, one of the best athletes of all time, his NFL career accomplishments, I don't think, justify putting him in the greatest running back of all time conversation. Is he a total freak of nature? Absolutely. Not denying that. But when you look at what his NFL career actually was, I find it a really tough sell to put him in that conversation. Thus overrated. Not bad, but overrated in the way people think of him versus what his career actually was. That was the context. So so a guy that averaged 6.8, 4.3, 5.5, 5.6 per run, but every time he touched the ball, you were in for seven yards. You're not in on that. I'm not talking. Had it not, been, had it not been for a broken hip, which I understand that happened, then you wouldn't know any of these other dudes. Listen, I understand. Okay, go ahead. Like, just what did we pull any, like, film of this? 
before we made this grandiose statement. I have seen a lot of film on Bo Jackson. Yes, I have. Because I know Damon Benning is a big Emma Smith guy, so I don't know if you're in that camp. There you go. See? No, listen. <laughs> what, you just want to make sure I was listening? You just want to make sure you were included. Uh, yeah, you're not falling asleep over there. I know, you're new, I know you're new to this line of work. So I don't <laughs> well, you can't. It's only a second week. He, doesn't, he hasn't been in it long. Oh, wow. Uh, here's, my, here's my thing. Versus. Hello, friends. I understand that when he was playing. Who's your favorite running back? My favorite running back is Barry Sanders. That's fair. I'm a Barry Sanders guy. Who's your number? Who's your number two? I'm actually pretty. I'm I'm higher on I think Walter Payton than than DB is. I really like Walter Payton. If we're just like Damn a person, hates Walter Payton. That's a that's lie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. If if we're going on guys that I just kind of have an irrational like for, and I don't, I'm not saying he's better than some of these other guys. I really loved Marshall Falk. I really really loved him on those Rams teams. You're one hip injury away from like. Possibly witnessing the greatest human being to ever play football. You, you just – I understand that, but you just said my exact point. Possibly. Like, we, we're living in what-ifs on no, Bo I, Jackson. I understand, I understand the ludicrous nature of your statement, but – I'm not going to live in like what-ifs when I'm talking about the greatest are you, all time. Are you here for this dude, That dude was a legit. Like, I mean, huh. But anyway, hey. you got any questions? Uh, yeah, I did. So, did – did it at least move your needle to see Drew pumping last night for for Grand Canyon? Like, I don't know. I just I just know we know him as a person, the family. Just to see him kind of uh-huh. look healthy and competing, man. Like, I'm pretty. I was pretty pumped to see DC do his thing last night on the bump. Super happy for him. It, it just a mental hurdle, right? And and if you look at the grand scheme of it. You know, if he if he does not have a good Thursday start, your weekend becomes a long weekend. Yeah. Because now you're going to have to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday with guys getting you know major innings, so they can't have a bad day. Um, great to see it. It, it. it just so much of baseball is mental. In 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 any other phase of life, if you go three for ten, you're fired. Mm-hmm. In baseball, you're an all star. I mean, it's it's the best game to deal with just mental toughness, and it was great to see him. You know, got in a couple spots, got out of a couple spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just super happy for everybody involved, for for him and his family and, and the team and, and all. So it was just real cool. Hey, on a on a on a larger note, when you're kind of looking at uh, the, do you think this thing with the athletics and the way that Nebraska wants to compete is contagious with the athletic department? regardless of sport like can you kind of see a way that these teams want to play that you think is has a lot to do with the athletic department as a whole is that finally happening success will always breed success i mean look at look at how spoiled we were when we were there volleyball was good wrestling was good Track was good. Yeah. Baseball was good. Yeah. We were good. Gymnastics was good. Like nobody wants to be the reason that you sucked, mm. right? Nobody wants to be the team's like, oh, you're just the tag along. Like you're you're you know. <laughs> men's basketball. Men's basketball was good. Women's basketball was good, right? Yeah. So nobody wanted to be that guy. We're like, ah, your sport. Yeah. You know, you're here. I guess. Good job. But no, it, it will always. Success is always contagious. 
It was just weird because I think people kind of gave Byrne a hard time about wanting to, like the president, like that, all the sports being good, big mattering to him. You know what I mean? You know, that probably along with when they got eliminating him was probably one of the dumbest moves in the history of the university. (laughs) Wow. Because that guy, that guy was, listen, you didn't have to like him. And he stood up to the big redhead and said, you coach the football, I'll make the money. How about that? Because uh. at the end of the day, my name is on the check. So, and that, that didn't happen a lot to that guy. And at first, he wasn't a real big fan of skyboxes coming in. And then all the money started coming in. Like, hey, this is all right. We got some budgeting stuff we can do here. This is pretty cool. So I, 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 I don't think that's ever in the pantheon of everything that went down in Nebraska to get us to where we are today. I don't think that gets us. That dude, that dude had a vision and a mission, and if you were in the way, pretty quick you were out of the way. Mm. You, you were getting on board or you were getting gone. That's Matt Verzal, former Husker owner of Paisons Pizzeria. That's all the time we got today, Verz. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you again next week. See you, boys. That's Matt Verzal. That's the week. Dang, hot, hot, um, hot take week. A lot of, I'll be honest, this, a lot of the topics from this week got away from us. Yeah, well, I blame you. We'll, it is my fault. We'll catch up next week. We'll try and get a little better. Still not going to think Bo Jackson's any better than he actually was. Need Nebraska to beat Minnesota. Let's do it. Let's get a win. Let's get some wins over the weekend for Nebraska, Creighton, more Husker baseball. We'll be back next week. That's DB. I'm Robbie Lula. This is Heard at Sports Radio. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.